Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, let's. Um, so everything suggest- that's happening now. Everything that's happening now is happening, is happening now. now. Oh, hello, hello, and welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 11. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched The, the Amazing, Amazing Spider Man. No, that was Christ. nice. Yeah. No, was it? That no? was, that was okay. really, we'll yeah, I mean, that one. was right in pitch. You guys oh, were right yeah. together. That Let's was, do, you want one more for. No, no, no. Because, like, ladies and gentlemen, that extra voice that, that you were hearing, that, velvet, that is one Mr. Josh Mealy. Hello, everyone. The uh, aforementioned third member of the Nerd Migos. Yes. If you have listened to the live episode from Think Geek, Josh joined us on that. I That's did. Right. Fitting that Josh joins us for this episode. This podcast is really a documentation of conversations we've been having over beers after our geek movies for many, many years. Absolutely. And Josh, you are a scientist. Well, theoretically. That's right. Oh. <laughs> that's what was I, that, wait, was that's what that, I'm that a, paid to do? Was that a uh, pun? Yeah. A scientist? Oh. Theoretically? God damn you. So this is a pretty science-filled movie that we're watching. Yeah, yeah. This is a great, you're so a great addition for this one. one. Some yeah, stuff. There, was, there was definitely some stuff in there that I was kind of like, that doesn't... Uh, <laughs> the, I appreciate um, what you're trying to do, but... Mm, yeah. <laughs> so before we get there, okay, Bob, will you do the honors, please? Let's go over the rules again. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. So real quick, we're going to go over the rules for sure. this episode. We're going to review the movie. Right. Then we are going to talk about a couple questions that we'll have at the end, yep. which will be uh, most valuable player, favorite character, best scene, one scene we would cut, and my personal favorite, actor having the most fun. That's always a fun <laughs> question. I like yeah, that one. I like that one a lot. So before we get into all of that, Bob. What are we drinking? Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. So we're watching The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, as we do for most of our beers, I went into our favorite bottle shop in the greater Syracuse area out here in the town of Camillus in Township 5, branching out bottle shop. Joel and Carissa, always awesome, as we have raved about in the past. For this movie, I went in there. I go in with an idea. I start thinking about angles. How are we going to find a beer to pair with it? Spider-Man, I'm like, okay, so he's this kind of nerdy science student from Queens, Radioactive spider. He's probably really sweaty in his spandex. Right? So I start laying this out for Chris, and she goes, 
Well, we've got spider bite beer. I go, or we'll just do the spider bite beer. So, (laughs) and we're done. We're done. So, Spider Bite Beer Company was founded in 2008. They're downstate out on Long Island. They won the 2012 FX Matt Memorial Cup for Best Craft Brewery in all of New York State. Whoa! Our beer selection this evening is Boris the Spider, which is their Russian Imperial Stout. (laughs) It's a 10% alcohol by volume. Casey's not a huge fan of IPAs. Well, it's an Imperial Stout. Right. So it's very easy to find lots of craft beers in the IPA family. Oh, yes, it is. So we, you know, I I try to look in other areas when possible. And I appreciate it. Yeah. So (laughs) let's see how we do. So, gentlemen. So let's cheers. Right over the equipment again. Yeah, that's going to be totally fine. Oh. I like that. Oh. Oh, there it is. There it is. Ooh. So it's it's not as bitter as No Hero. Right. um, Which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like, again, there's like a chocolate. It's coffee. A, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very classic stout. I wouldn't I wouldn't mm. class that as bitter at all. That's that's a no. very you got yeah. you got some coffee in there. You got some chocolate in there. Like it's a very classic. All things stout. I love. Yeah. You know some of the craft beers. The the trend now is pint cans. This yes. is sold in a twelve ounce bottle, which is probably not a bad idea, considering the alcohol content. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. As always, delicious beer from our great friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop. If you are in the greater Syracuse, New York area, and you have not gone over there, you're really missing out because yes. it's an amazing place. And if for no other reason, you got to go see Barley the dog, Barley, who might be one of the coolest dogs in existence. So <laughs> as we have been doing in our last few episodes, out on our website, which is www.tsphc.com, when this episode releases, we'll put a little blurb out and we'll include links out to all the people we talk about. So Branching Out Bottle Shop, they're on Facebook. You can find them online, but uh, all the links and everything will be out there on our website. So thank you, Joel. Carissa, Thank great you. beer as always. Yeah, Go check them out. Yeah. I just realized I have more notes for this movie than I thought. Oh, yay. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Some fries, motherfucker. Rudas, motherfucker. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Hunger Games. So, on to our next segment, Bob. Reshoots and reactions. Thank you. Yep. You know, as we are prepping for tonight, talked with Josh a little bit before we got going, just kind of given the lay of the land, how we're going to go through things, mm-hmm. running through the agenda. Got to reshoot, so I'm like, oh, we don't have any. Just to make sure I pulled up my running list here. No, we've we've got one. And when I tell you where it came from, we're, you're going to laugh. This reshoot comes to us from our good friend, Erica. The Matrix is not a superhero <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. So in episode eight, I went on a tangent, as I do every once in a while. Um, Casey, you were telling the story when you and Danny had been dating for a couple of years. Yes. And Danny made the suggestion that you guys go see Batman Begins when it came out in the theater. Yes. I then told the story about going to the Marvel movie marathon that preceded the first Mm -hmm. Avengers movie. Uh And that, you know, a quarter to a third of the makeup of the audience were women. When I was retelling the story, I expounded as I am sometimes want to do in a grandiose fashion (laughs) and said That's a very fancy way for saying you put your foot in the I put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) Right. Um, but I basically went on this tangent about how I didn't tend to think that as many women as men wanted to see superhero movies, that I, I tended to th- see that more of um, more of a male pursuit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I linked out on our website, www.tsphc.com, that blog post from like a million years ago. Erica read it, and she's like, your blog post says the exact opposite, that it, it was clear from my observations at the time that clearly women were into that. So, Oh, no. So, so you reshot I yourself. I reshot myself. Oh, so, boy. 
Um, <laughs> as always, thank you, Erica, and all the folks who communicate with us via Facebook page, our uh, email, which is superpodherocast at gmail.com, but all of the ways in which uh, folks who listen to this podcast interact with us, we appreciate that. Well, you know, now, now Instagram too, right? Now oh, on yes, Instagram. thank you. Yeah. Yes, we are now on Instagram. We're recording this on Friday, January the 12th, and just went live with this Instagram account. So Yes. And exciting. I already have some people liking us that aren't our friends, which was weird. Right. <laughs> and great. Thank you. Please yeah, keep right. doing it. <laughs> that's right. If you, if you start listening to the podcast, thank you. Yeah, we got some weirdos that started liking our <laughs> posts. It's no, the what I, I will give a shout out. His Instagram handle is spider underscore inferno. Check this out. Wow, that's really good. He has that's uh, impressive. The first picture he has is a uh, his new cosplay, which is a symbiote Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and it is killer. Yeah. They're really incredible. So yeah, uh, check check him out. He's really good. He has done classic Spider Man, Carnage, Spider Man Noir, Spider Man Homecoming. Really check him out. Spider underscore Inferno. Thank you so much for your like, and I am in real time following you. That's right. And we'll uh, link out to but it. But not the... like following you in real life. <laughs> no, that would be weird. <laughs> but we'll also link out to... Uh, in real time, we'll not in him. real life. Yeah, yeah, we'll link out to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Uh, so that's it for reshoots. Okay, so now we're into uh, character background. Real quick. Yeah. This is not going to be... We, we're not is... going to the depth that we went with Superman Oh, and, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's possible to go into the depth. <laughs> I, think, I think that may be as far as it's possible to go. Well, right. with, with Superman, we know the, the baseline. Um, but there's a lot of deeper stuff that Colin went into. But Spider-Man's is pretty simple. Yeah, and I would argue he's one of these characters. Now, this is an origin story. Mm-hmm. I personally am done with superhero origin stories. Well, so is Marvel. <laughs> Thank good. When we get yeah. to Homecoming, when Homecoming, well, Homecoming was great. Captain Marvel will have it. Uh, will be an. Origin. I'm okay with that, but. A yeah, character I mean, especially like, with one like that that's like a less well-known character. Like you got it. That's you gotta the thing. Yeah. That, yeah. If you go if you say how would Spidey get his powers? Everyone's going to know. Yeah, exactly. He got bit by a So just to show our yeah. nerd cred, cred, I have to say that, you know, Spider-Man sure. premiered in Amazing Fantasies 15 along with Uncle Ben, uh, uh Flash Thompson, J. Jonah Jameson, all those people were in that very first issue except for Gwen Stacy. Was J. Jonah Jameson in that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only other thing was the line that that when we get into the movie that they danced around instead of having him actually say it. Oh, I, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that was something I noticed. I was just like, wow, that wasn't in there. Because it's not ever said by Uncle Ben oh, right? yes. in the comics. In the very last kind of splash page, it, I guess. Like the, te- mm. like the last panel, the text. The right? text is, with when someone has great power, they must have great responsibility or something nerds look it up yeah, that some, has some iteration been of that yeah. turned into uncle ben saying that to him yeah and, and you know, i'll be honest I with like you i like it i'm fine with it so we'll get to that so right I wish so, they had said it in this fucking film well so when i watched the movie i was annoyed because uncle ben does uncle ben does flirt with the verbiage but he doesn't say it i was like yeah. well that's bullshit but after the fact i was doing a little research as well and i i found that same note that that was kind of retconned in but ben had said that. So. But it's in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the Sam Raimi ones. Right, yeah. No, it isn't yeah, that. But yeah, but Cliff Robinson 100% says it to him. Oh, yeah, sure. he does, yeah. But, but if the... And again, I, I actually kind of like it. Now knowing that it wasn't in the original story, that it was a retcon, mm-hmm. I actually prefer the fact that he doesn't say it. But then don't dance around it. Just have him well, say something different. Don't make him say... If you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. Not choice, responsibility. 
Instead, just have him say, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I mean, you've, you found yourself in that last scene where he's listening the, to the voicemail again, and you're just like, like, okay, here it comes. Here, here, it comes. here, here it comes. Oh, oh. Nope. Okay. That's all we really want to say. He gets bitten by a radioactive yeah. spider. Though in this version, we'll get to that. I don't think it's a radioactive spider in this. It's just like a genetically modified yeah. spider. Yeah. It's, like it's yeah. not radioactive. Which I'm fine with yeah. them kind of hand-waving sure. it. Yeah. Because in spider... You know what? We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we should point out. So today, the spider universe has been fragmented. You have... Spider Gwen, you've got Miles Morales, you have the the clone saga. Ugh. But yeah. I would argue that, you know, if you go back prior to the modern iteration of Marvel movies, I would say arguably Spider-Man is the hero who built Marvel Comics. 100%. So he is not mm-hmm. an original character, right? His roots don't go back as deep. I mean, his roots go back. 62 mm-hmm. is when he premieres. Mm-hmm. Um, June of 62. I think it's August, but... Is it August? I think it's August. I thought it was June. You know... <laughs> Created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Asterisk Steve Ditko and Stanley. That's that's fair. That's fair. But you know, I would argue that during the period where Stanley has essentially left the comics and gone to the West Coast to try to build this movie and TV iterations with these properties, you know, during that those years, the heavy lifting, Spidey is kind of the, I, you know, Spidey is the marquee name because that for a long time the Spidey face was. Like kind of the imprint of all the Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. So this is arguably, maybe not today, but arguably there was a point in time where he is Marvel comics. Spidey is Marvel. So now, you know, in terms of the, you know, his popularity in the comics, do you think that's purely a function of the fact that like he is a teenager and he is very much someone that like everyone can relate to? Absolutely. I mean, that seems like that's what they're going for with that, right? He's Marvel's Robin. He's Mm -hmm. there to get the kids to be like, one day I can be... Batman to I could be Robin mm-hmm. now it's the same thing you know one right. day I could be Captain America but Today this I'm is to, to, uh, but instead of that it's I could be Spider-Man now Spider-Man's 15 I, so as I was kind of looking at stuff that was one of the key differentiators that I saw uh-huh. that Stanley now also let's be honest you know he's got 50 what 55 years to kind of retcon origin stories um, and they change but Stanley has talked about the idea of wanting to write a a, a teenage hero mm-hmm. who was not a sidekick or an right. afterthought, but was a primary focus, and kind of had to deal with all these challenges all by himself. He doesn't have Batman. He doesn't have Captain America. Right, and that's what makes him you know uh, my favorite. He's a Marvel great character. you know I he's a great him. character. Yeah, growing yeah. up, uh, my brother Matta, who we've talked about, you know, Spidey was his hero, and yeah, you know, I like Spidey. You you can't not like Spidey. Mm-hmm. If you like Marvel Comics, you You've have to like Spidey. Like Spidey, yeah. He's I don't generally care for Spidey. Really? Well, I should, I should, I should <laughs> say, <laughs> I should say though too. Like, I come at this not from the comics at all. Like, I, sure. I have never, I've never really read any comics apart from graphic novels and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and like, I was never a big fan of the Sam Raimi movies. Like, I was just like, oh, that's that like, makes two of us. That's like okay, that's cool, <laughs> you know. Like, but it never really grabbed me. And honestly, like the first time that I've really found myself like really wrapped up in this character is with the Tom Holland version. And I think it's because he actually feels like a child. Like he feels much more like, like he seems like a teenager rather than like, like a 25 year old playing a 15 year old, you know? And I think that really, I'm not suggesting that I I don't have, you know, I've got some issues with some of the choices here, but Mm -hmm. if, if you, if, if we strip away kind of modern trappings Mm -hmm. and think back to, you know, Thor, God of Thunder, 
Captain America, Super Soldier, you know, war veteran. Right. Re, uh, the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. an entire family. And then, in contrast to all of those mature, powerful people, this kind of this kind of uncertain teenager, you know, who has these powers thrust upon him mm-hmm. and is doing his best. And I is, can see is, well, I have it to can say. be killed. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I can see why he became such a central piece of the comics. Because right. if you're, you know, most people don't start reading comics as mature well, adults. He, he's your point of view character. He's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's doing everything that Captain America, that Iron yep. Man, that Thor, well, that all those other characters are doing. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much more in Civil War and then in Homecoming because he does play that part. Then he's just he's like the awestruck kid rather than being like you know like a fully a fully sure. realized like character before that happens. It's like you're meeting him in the middle, and he's just like, oh wow, like hey guys, what's going on? You know, like, yeah. like and it makes him such a much more endearing character. Whereas, like in this film, in the Sam Raimi films, like he's much more like an angsty teenager, which obviously is like that's part of it too. But I never got the other like, and maybe it's because he's not interacting with all of these other like super powered characters. Like I don't get the like, oh shucks, this is amazing kind of aspect of that character that I think really makes it pop. In Civil War, you had this kid, yeah. sure. whereas like in Amazing Spider-Man or these other ones where he's carrying the movie by himself, like he's just his own character. He's not there, set off against like these other much more powerful, quote-unquote, you know, kind of like established heroes. Sure. I, I would say that one of the things that they that this movie, the sequel, and the Sam Raimi movies fall flat on is the fact that they go for the heavy hitters as his villains. In Homecoming, it being the Vulture, just being a guy who, who can a fly guy. but can but can be killed also, was the perfect amount for his... First superhero yeah. outing. So this is our first iteration of Spider-Man. There's there's um, two other Spidey iterations in Thor's helmet that we'll get to. One in the MCU, played by Tom Holland for Experience of War. Mm-hmm. The earlier Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire. So we've had Batman show up twice, <laughs> right? So we had... You're goddamn right he has. The, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and we didn't... When we did... So episode one is Batman the movie from 69. From when? 69? 66. 66. Jesus Christ. Get the fuck out. Get, get out. Oh, wait. This is your house. That's right. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. But let's see. Two episodes ago, Batman Begins, episode eight. The second time Batman shows up in our podcast, we didn't even really draw comparisons Adam West to Christian Bale because there's no they're context. Yeah. Yeah, they're inter- oh, yeah. They That's... might as well be different characters, yeah, totally, right? Yeah. right. But this is an interesting one because I feel like this is the first time that... We'll have other versions that are, that are close, close enough. enough. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so when we pull the first Christopher Reeve Superman, mm-hmm. we can absolutely compare Christopher Reeve to Henry Cavill in, in the, those films. And um, Brandon Routh. Please. Poor and bastard. Routh, Let's I know, right? not forget about him. Oh. We're alluding to what will be future episodes. We're going to bring it back. Okay. So Andrew Garfield, 2012, The Amazing Spider-Man. Would you like to know who was almost cast? Yes, please do. All right. So in the part of Mr. Spitterman, before Andrew Garfield was announced. Yes. It's a long list. So what, what? Here are the people that uh, were considered. <clears throat> See you guys at the end. Taylor Lautner. Oh. Josh Hutcherson. Okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, hmm. Logan Lerman. Who the fuck is Logan? He was in the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah, he was. Oh, is he, he Percy? 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 Oh, Jackson. he's good. I like yeah. him. Okay. Robert Pattinson. Oh dear. Jamie Bell. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, so did they go through like? Okay, what were the big movies of last year? <laughs> yeah, pretty yep. much. Yeah. Michael Cera. No, thank oh, you. Oh God! On so many fucking levels. <laughs> you know what? Nope. I reserve the right to come back to that one. Voiceover. I, it's fine. Yeah. He's got the voice. How about for the? It. Uh, 
but Peter starts out as an awkward. Well, he's but more I, of a nerd. Yeah, no, so never so mind. So I, okay, I, withdraw, I gets, withdraw my objection. Alden Enerich? Ehrenreich. No, nope. Ehrenreich, who's that? I, I know the name and I'm blanking on why. One moment. Casey, insert two copies of the typing audio here. <laughs> he's playing Han Solo. It's true. Ew. That's, <laughs> That's why. That's why the name was familiar. Oh no! Well, we'll make our judgment on whether or not he would have been a good Spider-Man. Oh, he's so <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen any of the other movies he's been in. So uh, okay. So back to the the list. Uh, Zac Efron. <laughs> the right. dude's gonna play a superhero at some point. Yeah, he's With that too, physique he's and that pretty. face. No. Come on. <laughs> he's too pretty. It's only a he's too pretty for uh, for Peter Parker. Well, you know who I he mean, would... as though as though all of the Chris's aren't too pretty. Come on. Uh, he would make Come a good on. Adam Warlock. He's too young, in my opinion. See, you for want me, aged. I, yeah. I need yeah, because I need maturity and wisdom. Listen, uh, they just need to cast Nathan Fillion not being. No, Nathan you said Fillion. before it was. Oh, right, Matthew right, McConaughey. Right. Yeah, I could see him. Too. All right, all right, all right. Actually, actually, I take that back. I do want Nathan Fillion as Simon Williams, Power Man. The, yes, the movie star asshole. Instead of just a on a poster. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, kick what? ass. Yeah. Apparently, like that guy's in everything. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Jim Sturgis. Uh, if you saw Across the Universe, he was the main guy in that. Been in a bunch of stuff. To the 300 million people who didn't see Across the Universe, <laughs> I, I don't know either. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, you did? It's a Beatles musical. Of course I saw it. All right. <laughs> Wait, I've heard of it. What, what has he been in? No, I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, sorry. Drake Bell, Liam Aiken, and the last one is sad, Anton Yelchin. Oh. Rest in peace. Yeah. He would have been good. I yeah. he could have done it. Yeah, I could see him. I could I like see him. him. Yeah. Fuck. Especially right. especially in like 2012, like a mm-hmm. few years younger. Yeah, I could yeah, totally yeah. see that. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the list of Gwen Stacy's? Oh, this is gonna be <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. <clears throat> Ashley Green, no idea. Oh, Twilight. <sighs> oh, she's oh she's yeah. Oh I yep. Well, there's okay. another Twilight. Twilight star on this list. Oh. Two, actually. Can, can, uh, yeah. uh, Maya Wasikowska, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Teresa Palmer, Amber Heard, Diana Agaron from uh, Glee. Oh. The, yeah. the the one that looks like Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma Roberts, Brooklyn Decker, Imogene Poots. I'm so sorry, but it's just the last name. <laughs> Casey's recovering. Her last name is... Hold it, hold it together, Casey. Come oh, on. We're, we're serious here. You yeah. hear me, baby? Hold together. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God. Come on. Oh, Seriously? If em- only. That would have been uh, such an amazing movie. Emily Browning, Lily Collins, Anna Kendrick. You, do you need a moment? <laughs> <laughs> Olivia nope, Love Bond, Hilary Duft. Uh, Duff. 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 You're right. I'm reading it and yeah. I said it wrong. <laughs> Dominique McElligott. Okay. Uh, and uh, someone who we've already watched in a movie, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Oh, from Scott Pilgrim. Love her. Uh, from Sky High. Sky playing High, yeah, yeah. Gwen Grayson. Gwen Grayson. Hey, oh, Gwen. Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. Yes. Another, another Gwen. Another, uh, the the Gwen that uh, gave that character her name. Yes. Yeah. With Dick Grayson, yeah. Right. Um, and last, directors. Oh, James Cameron, who was attached in the mid-90s he, yeah, with Leonardo he's DiCaprio. Been, he has been perennially have attached... To James Cameron. Have you ever heard about movies. that script? No, but now I want to. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. Uh, Mary, it's, it's, I think it, may, it might be Mary Jane. It might be Gwen Stacy, but the two of them have sex in a webbing of Peter's. Of course. Oh, oh my. Uh, Dr. Octopus, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh, I'm uh, Dr. Octavius. Uh, Wes Anderson. Hmm. 
Catherine Bigelow. Ooh, I would I would have seen that and uh, David Fincher. So okay, crazy question. Am I misremembering? So there is a famously flopped Broadway musical, Spider-Man Turn on the Dark. Was Catherine Bigelow attached? Turn off the dark, turn on the dark. Does it fucking matter? Nope. No. Exactly. <laughs> nope. Was no, Catherine Bigelow no, attached was, to that um, for some reason? Julie Taymor okay. right. was the director of that. Who um, directed Across the Universe. Oh. Yeah, fuck it's you, Tom. All, that's right. It's all circular. <laughs> all right. So I had only two notes related to production. Go for it, dude. The money stuff, as I like to no. look up. Oh, no. Which is a... No, an amazing story. So big budget. I'm going to say 120. Um, nope. So, More? So the source I saw, I think it was IMDb, uh, gave a range of 200 to $230 million so as I a was budget. So I not even... You're, ha- you're half-ish. Uh, um, with a worldwide gross, worldwide... Half of a billion? $760 million. Yeah. 757. That's That's, that's why huge. we got the Amazing that's Spider-Man 2. That's why we got two. number two. Ugh. Now... We can talk about now, we can talk about then. Is the reason we don't get a third Andrew Garfield movie? So I read a story that he basically snubbed the head of Sony Pictures at a huge event. He very openly talked about all the problems that plagued Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. It's well documented, everything that went wrong. And when we get to that and, movie, it's going to be apparent. And Sony was pissed. So what I heard was he was in Canada or L.A. or someplace, and they called him to a meeting in New York that was like four hours from then. And they're like, if you don't show up, we're considering this breach of contract, and you are done as Spider-Man. And then they just scrapped the whole universe. That's Hmm. so interesting, because those are two diametrically opposed stories, right? Like, one is they forced him out, the other is he was such a dick. yeah. Listen, and who of knows? all the emails that came out, we know that Sony Studios is a bit of a mess. And, and you know... You don't Ar- say. <laughs> Ar- arguably, the, the best move Sony did with this property so far is allowing Marvel Studios to bring Spider-Man back into the fold. Absolutely. Civil War. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a surprise standout for me in Civil War. So he, uh, Both him and Black Panther. The, the two big... Right. I will be honest with you. <laughs> Captain America, obviously, my as I'm standing here in my Captain America shirt, my favorite hero, Civil How War... How many Captain America shields do you own? Two, but <laughs> I, I own the 75th anniversary oh, aluminum shield, which you so guys pretty. cannot leave until you because I've not actually have, showed it. I've, oh, that's I've right. T- I've that's, actually touched right. it. So, Josh, you'll have to I, I will hoist the shield. You know, for me, that was a moment of panic, no pun intended, in the Civil War trailer when Spidey's web grabs Cap's shield because I was like, you know, they're going to shoehorn this character into this very well plotted movie universe. You know, and he, he ends up amazing. I oh, have a counter yeah. argument, but okay. let's save oh, we'll that save for. Okay. Well, that's was, a tangent. I was going to say, too, I mean, like, and I'll say this now just because, like, I may not be here for the counter argument later. <laughs> but, right. um, you know, like, I think the way that they used him, and particularly in that scene, like, is what makes him work. It's because, like, they're using him in the context of the movie as, like, a wild card. You know, like, sure. hey, like, we're, you know, like, oh, God, we're down. Like, what can we do to, Tony's like, tilt like, the odds in our favor? And he's like, I hey, get? I know this guy. I got, you know? and like, I got a guy. <laughs> and that makes it, and that, that's what makes that character compelling, at least in that scene. Certainly, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, this is a, a guy that, like, we've never seen before. And watching him, like, interact with these people who, whose, you know, like, abilities, like, are very well known. Yep. Makes it really entertaining and really interesting and really draws that character out and makes him a character that really jumps off the screen in that scene, you know? You know, before we saw Civil War, they had already announced the release date for Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. So we had seen him in the trailer, hadn't seen the movie yet, but they had announced Homecoming. 
I remember at the time thinking, I don't give a shit about Spider-Man Homecoming because, again, we've mm-hmm. gone through the ups and downs with yeah. with Sony films. I'm like, I don't care. We walked out of Civil War. I'm like, when's Homecoming? Because I need to yeah, go see yeah. that one. Move it along, guys. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. Before we get into the movie, let's talk about the Rotten Tomato score for this movie, which is a 73%. That's a C. Close ah. to C-, minus, but it's a C. So, okay. Should we talk about this movie? I think this is the time where you will hear us say... And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Once again, yes. start with my favorite thing, the, the title opening. sequence. Oh, t- yeah. The webbing was great. So much fun. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, I didn't have a note on that, but you know, I do like that that's kind of become one of our... I feel like we're developing some themes organically. Mm-hmm. The title sequence first fight there's a couple yeah. things that we kind and, of you know hit. the title sequence will find this to be true or not as yeah. we go on but it seems to kind of set the tone of whether or not it's going to be a good movie mm. this is a good title sequence mm. this is a good movie yeah that's fair so after the title sequence we have this boy yep that's just playing hide and seek it seems like in the adams family house <laughs> i'd say like when i watch the movie i was just like is he playing hide and seek with himself there's, it seems uh, like no one else is playing with this he either child, always like, wins or always loses yeah. i'm not sure how to interpret yeah. that he's running through the house and he finds these shoes he thinks it's the person he's playing with they're just shoes behind the curtain which right. my uh cousin's husband dorian he is the master hide and seek player like he's a big dude like me and he can get into these small tiny space it may be his has, superpower has he ever done the decoy shoes under the curtain he hasn't done decoy but he'll hide somewhere and make it semi-obvious and then set it up again so that they go there again thinking ah ha ha you're still there wait what oh so, no so a little misdirection all right i so respect that this small boy assuming it's peter let's go ahead and is, is wandering through the house and he finds a pair of glasses just on a random nightstand in a hallway who the fuck puts their we all wear glasses, yes? No. 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 Well, fuck both of you. All right. <laughs> uh, I wear glasses. Right. So you, old man, <laughs> so you wear glasses. I wear glasses. When I take off my glasses, they go in the same spot, and it would not be in sure. a hallway far away from my bedroom. You know what the modern equivalent of that is? That everyone knows, and it's not glasses, it's your cell phone. Your cell phone, yeah. At the yeah, end of the day, there's a place where you put your cell phone, and that's... The- that's, that's a trope that kills me where people like are looking at their phone in bed or something and then they just put it next to them like fucking plug it in it's going to be dead in the morning <laughs> sorry that was my that rant hashtag first world problems that's right. That's right. you know that's right so peter discovers this room that's got this huge chalkboard with some sort of equation on it but the sure. room has been fucking trashed and he yells out for his dad his dad comes in who apparently was not playing hide-and-seek with him. I feel like it was one of those, yeah, Peter, you go play hide-and-seek, and then he goes to do work at... Well, I I feel like so maybe like the people that were trashing the officers like, hey, kid, we're going to play hide-and-seek, all right? Go count to 100, (laughs) and then come find us. So, unfortunately, I think that uh, Peter's dad is a shitty dad. You know, I, I, I don't love that scene. I think that scene does two things. Go I think ahead. it establishes that Peter has a lonely childhood. It completely fucking <laughs> neglected, apparently. And, <laughs> and we want to see that iconic picture of Peter in the glasses. Because after he takes the glasses off in that scene, we don't see, no, he wears we don't see Andrew Garfield in glasses right, for a long yeah. time. Right. So, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's just like setting the stage. Stylistic, the black and white, uh, black and white-ish, right? Like, okay. Um, but interesting, his, his father, like, every once in a while we get these big character actors in right. throwaway roles. Yeah. Campbell Scott. Yeah, Campbell Scott. 
Now, my problem with that scene. Oh, so he, he ushers Peter out. He makes sure he has the the folder that's got the double helix on it, right? And all that. As they're leaving, he what he takes. He erases like half the chalkboard. Why? They've already broken in. They probably fucking took pictures. It doesn't <laughs> matter at this point. You know, this is before cell phones, though, so maybe they didn't take pictures. But it wasn't before cameras. No, no, they didn't have cameras before cell phones. Gosh. <laughs> Damn it, we've talked about this. There were cameras before cell phones. I don't believe you. Don't. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> this is fake news. That's okay. Right. Oh, is this our first Listen, 45 reference? I invented okay. the cell phone camera. <laughs> bigly. Just got to throw a bigly in you know, this... I had to invite one that could hold my giant, giant hands. Oh, that's unfortunate. So we're going in heavy on this one. All right. So 45. <laughs> we, we don't, ex- we don't you, expect you, to get 45 as a guest. Just, you've just lost half of your audience to so like three people. Well, the problem is we, we, the only when, movie we could have 45 on for would be Captain America, and he would uh, root for the Red Skull. The Red Skull did a lot of really fine things. I was about to go over the counter. You, I'm like, motherfucker, are you What? And I was like, oh, Red Skull. Okay, Red yeah, that's Skull. fine. We'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> so we talked in Batman Begins. We did? We did. We, did. <laughs> we didn't talk about this in, in Batman the movie 66 because it doesn't go that deep. But we talked a little bit about the difference between the origin of a character and how they evolve over time. Mm-hmm. So in Batman Begins, we talked about the fact that when the Batman comic first comes out, he's an orphan. And we have almost no other details about his backstory, right? Right. So it doesn't it takes uh probably half a dozen issues before we actually get why he became Batman. Sure. And then over time the depth of that goes deeper and deeper, right? So, you know, I read that scene and I'm like, boy, this feels like one of those things where over time the 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 backstory around oh, yeah, his parentage 100%. gets deeper and deeper. Originally it was just uh my parents died. In a plane crash. I don't even know if it was no, a plane no. crash. Yeah, so that I looked up. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, okay. So 62, he premieres. Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 5 in 68 um, has a story about why he's raised by his aunt and uncle. Um, and apparently Richard and Mary Parker had been murdered by the Red Skull. Not Johann Schmidt, but another iteration of the Red Skull. Oh, yeah, like Red Skull 3. Yeah, or I think. 4, I think it was, yeah. yeah. But prior to that, there was nothing. It was parents are dead, raised by his aunt and uncle. Like, yeah. it's, it's that thing. Yeah, like, so like you're dropped in the middle of the story. Kind yeah, of so, and that's fine. I mean, again, the oh, character totally. goes back yeah, yeah. 50 years. I mean, you can pull whatever you want. Right. Um, but it's interesting how... Now, in, in that, were they killed by the Red Skull because they were spies? They were spies, and they were, like, undercover in was the Red Skull. And that was part yes. of it? Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember if that was... Something they retconned in, like, and they were spies. Uh, yeah, that's from that that's is from, from that annual? that annual okay. that they were yeah that they were spies originally thought to be traitors, but actually Peter discovers that they were killed in the service of their country. And is it not? No, it is Peter that gets the information from Baron Zemo. Mm, you know what? My notes did I did not somebody go, I and then digging. goes yeah. back and clears their name with Shield. Sure. Y- y- you know. I guess kudos to Sony. So we haven't watched it yet, but we'll watch The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Clearly, they are setting up a big story arc, right? So this whole idea that Richard is some type of a scientist, that he has some knowledge that is... Yeah, it's pursued in the second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's dangerous to possess. So clearly, they're going that way. Part of me is disappointed. Like I feel like there were good... There were strong... Uh, seeds of ideas like what would that what would spider-man 3 have been 
Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, yeah, like what could that have been? You know that it's it, it, there was an uh, interesting would have been setup. a bigger fucking mess than oh, two. Come on, let's. Come they were going to introduce all the villains in the third one. Well, that's the entire Sinister Six. So then um, Peter's parents drop Peter off with Uncle Ben, played right. by Martin Sheen. We've talked in the past. Fucking phenomenal. If you can buy talent, buy talent. And they bought it with both of them because Sally shit. Field. Yeah, Shall- Sally Field and Martin Sheen. Like, you know, I would, oh boy, in terms of movies I've seen, not even movies we've reviewed, I mean, I feel like that, like the finals of the best parent roles yeah, in these movies. Yeah, that's got to be. This goes right up against and it, and Kevin def- Costner and, <sighs> and um, um, Diane Lane. Yes, right. But I mean, like, arguably, look, you got the very best actors you could to play these iconic roles. Absolutely. Yeah. So he says, got to go away, but we'll be back for you. Um, Spoiler alert. That's not going to happen. That's yeah, right. like that, that was the, the problem I had. With, I liked the two of them as those characters so much that I was like, I was so bummed that like there's not more here. Like the pieces, especially that that Martin Sheen has with Peter. I'm just like these are these are really great. Like he's he's such a good actor that like like I get these wonderful you know like these wonderful chemistry moments between sure. the two of them. And like I wish there was more of that. So in Man of Steel, I, I would say the it's the exact same challenge you have with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner making the transition from leading man to supporting character. Oh my god! I he's mean, great. he's phenomenal. He's yeah. one of the highlights of that movie. He's not in it a whole lot. He, you, you know, he's in it about as much as Hannibal Lecter is in Silence of the Lambs. You know, he's only in it for a few scenes. They're sprinkled throughout the movie. Yeah, but time wise, I think in Silence of the Lambs is it eleven minutes? It's something like that. Sixteen. Sixteen. So. You know, I would argue probably Martin Sheen's probably not in more than that. Might, Might even be 16 less. to 20. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but so iconic. Like, leaves his mark there. But both, not only are his aunt and uncle pretty, you know, well-known people, uh, his mom and dad. It's the piece Campbell where I feel- Scott and... Um, yeah, she wasn't familiar to me. She um, was in... Yeah. Um, she was in iRobot. Oh, okay. Who she, was she in that? She was the mother... "Quote unquote" of Haley Joe Osment. Haley Joe Osment was an AI robot. An AI robot. I am thinking of M. Beth Davids. What the fuck movie am I thinking? AI. AI. Bicentennial. Wait, I actually didn't. See oh it, no, Bicentennial so. Man. That's Bicentennial what, Man. Army the of Darkness. Third oh. weird robot movie. You're, you're nowhere near it there. That was. Oof. Well, look, they all have robots. They take place <laughs> over a lot of time. Casey. To be fair, they all do feature robots. <laughs> robots. She was also in Ray Donovan, which I'm a big fan of on Showtime, starring. Sabretooth. Yeah. Yes, I know. Liv Shriver. Yeah. Um, so Campbell Scott and M. Beth Davids, more him. I'm more familiar with his work. I feel like you cast them, maybe not for this movie, but in two movies, we're going to mm. do this whole extended flashback sequence, and you're going to see who they are. Like, well, there's feel, one in, in Mace yeah, Spider-Man, too. Yeah, but not, not, to, not the to the level that, I think that they yeah, were ready yeah. to. I mean, yeah. I, and again, look. I think I think the very best thing Marvel has done is had a vision and a strategy for the arc of movies, and if Sony was trying to do that, good for them. I mean, I think they missed, but good for oh, them. Oh, they missed. Um, I, I like this transition shot. Yeah. So Peter's looking out the window, Aunt May kneels down, and bam, Peter's in high school. That was a cool transition, I thought. I, I like your use of the word bam for the transition, because the cut is Peter's getting hit in the head by a basketball. 
and who who throws the basketball? Gordon Flash. Flash Thompson. Ah, uh, Flash Thompson. Motherfucker. Who I like in this movie. You know what? He has a moment. Yep. Where he's which, not two-dimensional, because, which I like. Well, because in the comics, Flash is his friend. Flash becomes his friend. Right. Yes. And, yeah. they, and they make Ben's death in this the catalyst for them to become yeah, yeah, friends. I, yeah. So we'll get there. Yeah, I, we'll get there. I love that line. But yeah, so iconically, I, I, I would argue comic book bullies, Flash Thompson is up there. He, I would say he's number one. Yeah, right? definitely. I have to say too, you know, like he has appeared in all the movies, right? In all the Spider-Man iterations. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah. And like he's I'm, Peter's high school bully, so yeah. He well, was. it's one of those things where like I see him in all these films, and I keep waiting for him to turn into something more meaningful, and he never he's, does. He's Venom right now. But but I mean, like in terms of the movies, it's just like it seems like that's always. It almost seems like that's always a fan service. Like like character because like like he never turns in everything. It's always just like oh and there's Flash and like that's supposed to mean something to me. But like well, the, I've never read these, so I don't know who the fuck that is. The problem you know, is like, we've never really left high school with Peter, mm-hmm, and right. nothing really. Ha- I mean, he was the Hobgoblin for a while. He's been a couple different villains, and, and now, like and that's but, kind of like what I presume because he always shows up in these films. Right. But like it never actually gets there, so like it always seems like kind of like a hollow character. Because I'm just like it seems like you're trying to set something up here, and we never actually get to it. Well, I think what's important about Flash, and you're right, we never get this in the films. Mm-hmm. In the comics, what I think about is important about Flash is that Flash represents to the adolescent grown-up who is being bullied, right? Who is the target of these, like, that's who you're playing to, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so me, right? So every geek reading, every nerd, right, the, the, the put-upon, what purpose Flash serves in the story, in the comics, we don't ever get there in the movies, Flash ends up as one of Peter's arguably closest friends. I would suggest closer than Harry Osborn, who's one of his defining friends. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important about Flash as a character is the change in their relationship from bully and tormentee to close friends. Mm-hmm. That's a story of hope. That's what this is about is, remember that guy who tormented you mercilessly? That's, you know, th- the future can be different. The future can be better. It can be a better path. And like, and uh, I don't have a particular problem. But like, I think that's a wonderful story to tell. Oh, sure. But they never actually tell that. I think there's one of two paths and we don't know, right? And sadly not- in this universe, we'll never know. We'll never know, right? I've never heard of Sony's equivalent of Kevin Feige. My assumption is that no one exists, but the idea of a single person with a vision for where their stories were going to go. Right. There's one of two reasons why he's here. One, there is a grand architect of the massive story arc, and he will be important at a later point, and so we have to introduce him now in this iteration so that it will become important later on. The second reason to have him here is that there is no Kevin Feige equivalent. There is no architect for the story, and they're mm-hmm. saying these are all big pieces in the in canon, Let's throw as many of them in. We don't know where we're going, mm. but we'll have them there if we need them later on. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. I, so it, it's just it, like, well, well... And again, either one of those would explain this character in this movie. Mm-hmm. The problem is, to Casey's point, we don't know... It, we'll never know we'll where never they were know going. We'll never know if they were just making him a glorified Easter yeah, egg yeah. or... My assumption is it's number two, that it's simply... And appropriately he... number two, they're just throwing shit at the screen to see <laughs> what sticks. Yeah, is he no, even totally. in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Maybe just a graduation? Oh, you know, that'll be a good... Yeah, we'll have to take a look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I did see that once, but not enough to remember. Yeah. Oh, boy. I feel like... Yeah. You got out of that, I got out of that. son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. All right, so um, Flash is, uh, you know, tormenting as he does. Peter doesn't have the glasses. We find out later he's wearing contacts. But his... Did you think that his... Important Flash. That was like, you're going to hit me in the head with the basketball again right. today? Groundhog's yeah, Day? Totally, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's telling us what we need to know about the relationship. It's yeah, this, that, this is our bully routine. Exactly right. Like this is yeah. his. This is his day. Um, you know, we then very quickly see Gwen Stacy played by the amazing Emma Stone. Her second appearance on our podcast. Yeah, first in, in only a few weeks too. Yeah. For, you know, first time carrying a lot of weight in mm. Paper Man. She's so good. She's amazingly good. I just watched Battle of the Sexes. The from the seventies. No, no, no. Is the, there a new one? Yeah, it's about Billie Jean King. And, oh, oh, right, right. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that was Steve so, Carell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Emma Stone, and oh, yeah. she's like Emma Stone is such a good actor that it's not. She's not a character actor. I don't think she's ever going to do like character parts a lot, mm-hmm. but she's so real on screen. The love you see in her face in this movie for Andrew Garfield is the same love that she gives a woman in. And it's, it's so, and yes, granted, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone fell in love doing this movie. So, but I'm wondering though, but if you see that same look in another piece of work where it's not Andrew Garfield, okay, then. then but it's not she, acting. Like, you, that's what I'm is, saying. Like, is, is it that her, good? Is that her level yeah, of ability? She's so yeah. good. She is phenomenal. I like the scene that she comes in in. It's Flash is taking a kid, shoving him into food, and yelling to Parker. Hey, Parker, come on, get a picture. Come on. Come on. Come on. Peter does it, then he says, Put him down, Eugene. Right, that's right. That's That's not a good thing to do to a bully. Gwen steps in then at that point to defuse the situation. As she walks up and defuses it, I love his. Still not taking the picture. And she says, You still on for after school today? My house, 3.30. I hope you've been doing your homework. Last time I was very disappointed in you. No, Flash, how about we go to class? Hmm? How about it? It's an amazingly mature deflection, right? I like loved it's, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great scene. She's great. Yeah. And he shuts right down. It was a really good scene. So we see Peter at home. Mm-hmm. Again, we've talked about the, the talent. So it's Martin Sheen and Sally Field. I don't feel like we need to go into any. I feel like we've we yeah, they're both we've tapped that. Yeah, they're, they're great. Really, the, yeah. the the realization when Peter and uh, Uncle Ben are down in the basement, he throws right. him the meat. And he goes yes or no? Do I have to call somebody's father? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah, such I know, a dad thing. I know a right cross when I see. Yeah, I know yeah, a right yeah, cross. Yeah. yeah, come on, I know a right cross when I see one. Yeah, I, I like that. I like yeah. when he comes up with the briefcase. Yeah, it's Martin so- Sheen's reaction of oh. Fuck, I have to pretend like this is not a big deal. It was really some nice, subtle, well, great to acting. Be, to be fair, too, like the like the story is just like, oh, and you, you like, you know, you, your dad like saw this in the window and wanted to buy it. And, oh, is your mother is That's the one that want, sold yeah, it to uh, him? You know, like it was a you know, like it was a solid storytelling. You know, yeah, was, yeah. You, you know what we see in that scene in Wayne's World two. <laughs> <laughs> There's wow. a, this took a turn. I it was, took I a was turn. That's where you're going. Okay. Go on. In Wayne's World 2, there's a very funny scene where uh, Wayne, played by Mike Myers, uh, is talking to a, I think he's a gas station attendant, kind of an old guy. And he's mm-hmm. doing, the old guy's doing a little tiny bit of a monologue, and they're like, eh, is this as good as we can get? And they, it's a little bit of oh, a they meta. Bring, they bring and they, Charlton they break, in. and they bring yeah. Charlton Heston in, right. who fucking slays yeah, it. it. Yeah. So you know what we're seeing in that scene is <laughs> what you get when you get a fucking masterclass yeah, yeah, actor yeah, yeah. To perform that scene because that every scene <laughs> so he's good. in. Where's the first Presbyterian church on Gordon Street? Gordon Street. Uh, Gordon, Gordon Street. Gordon Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gordon Street. Uh, I once knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street. That was a long time ago when I was young. 
Do we have to put up with this? I mean, you know, can't we get a better actor? I know it's a small part, but I think we can do better than this. Gordon Street. Oh, yes. Gordon Street. I once knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street a long time ago when I was a young man. Not a day passes I don't think of her. And promise I made, which I will always keep, that one perfect day on Gordon Street. That's uh, five blocks up, two over. Thank you. Move it along, guys. But that's what that is. That <laughs> Martin Sheen, like, I honestly feel like you could give him like a menu and he would wring drama out of it. He, he's yeah. that good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, you know, <clears throat> we're setting breadcrumbs. These are very deliberate, right? So unlike the question of Flash, we don't know why he's there. Right. Certainly um, his Peter's father's satchel. Can we talk about the satchel for a second? Sure. Was it weird how he um, is just laying everything out? Like no one ever looked through Slightly serial killer-esque. He's so delicate and like touches everything. It felt a little like Andrew well, Garfield gotta, is great in this movie, but that felt a little I don't know though. I mean unnerving. like it, that doesn't bother me because it seems like if this is the first time you are interacting with these items that were your dad's yeah, who, who like you have never really known as, you know, like a teenager adult person. That's and fair. Like, and now this is the, like, oh my god, these are his things, and like, I need to. It's I need more to just the this, the you know, like, setting everything out in like. But that's what I mean, though. Like that exact position. It's not so much like like I I view that more as like he is like treating these with like immense amounts of respect. That's and true. Like, and like doing this, and like I am going to do this in an orderly fashion because like these are important, and I don't want to lose anything, and I want to make sure that I am, you know, like treating these things it, as as I feel like I should, you know, for the fact like the last time someone touched these, it was my dad. Who I, who I really haven't my, known in 10 or 15 years. Yeah. My only issue with that is, so he discovers basically like a, a hidden compartment. Yeah, he discovers, yeah. Which, this is not a house with like a hidden room. It's a fucking satchel that's about four inches by 16 inches by 12 inches. Uh-huh. He discovers a hidden compartment. Has no one ever handled this thing before? Like, Well, to be fair, Ben says, I forgot all about that thing. He may have literally forgotten about it. Okay. All right. But well, no. All right. I, no. No, that's fine. That's fine. In my nitpick. Yes. It's amazing that Peter and his dad have the exact same fucking prescription. He puts on his dad's <laughs> glasses. It's that's just right. like, I can see. That's well, right. No, that's not. How yeah, that was something that bothered me in this film, too. It's just that, like, I, I kept feeling like the glasses were an affectation in that way. It was just like, oh, and now I'm going to look like my dad. You yeah. know, I was it like, you know, I feel to like the point where the Martin not- Sheen says it. Yeah. And unlike Batman Begins, mm-hmm. with those glasses on, he looks like Martin Campbell. Casey. Uh, Campbell Scott. Bruce Campbell? <laughs> Bruce Campbell? From Army <laughs> of Darkness? <laughs> How many different ways can you That's guys right. take this? Like, That's none right. of them are right. Campbell right. Soup. Campbell Scott. <laughs> Mm-mm, good. Uh, you know, so unlike Flash as a question of what are they doing, so they're clearly laying groundwork, right? So we have an Oscorp badge in yep. the bag. Yep. We have this uh, file folder 
with this kind of cryptic, you know, science, 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 zero decay rate algorithm. There were a number of like equations, yes, and and mathy things. So, Josh, so were you able to decode any of those? Can we expect superpowers anytime soon? Not, not for me. Son of a no, bitch! I Come see, on. If it, if, I mean, if we're talking strictly about math, you're going to need to talk to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so. He goes on what I'm going to call a Bing search info dump. Hey, kids, remember Bing? Let's bring it on. No one remembers Bing. <laughs> you guys, I mean, I, I have to say, like, given the popularity of Bing, I feel like you guys have a really good shot at getting a sponsorship. Kids. Was Bing? Kids, uh, ask your parents. Did uh, Sony? If your parents worked for Microsoft. What? <laughs> oh, Microsoft. So yeah, it was it Microsoft. It, it, it wouldn't be Sony. Because everything else in this movie, because it is a Sony movie, is Sony. I'm like, sure, sure. No, there are other... Just, that yeah. bugged me. I'm like, we get it, Sony. <laughs> you make everything. That's right. So I, I didn't enjoy, and they've done this with a lot of Spider-Man villains, that when he's reading all the stuff, you, there's that interview with Kurt Connors. Mm-hmm. They do this thing where the villain is trying to do good and do this amazing thing for the world, and it goes wrong. So naturally, the next thing to do is become an evil psychopath. <laughs> Happens all the time. Dr. Octopus, the lizard, Venom. Well, not Venom, but Venom's dad, technically. Uh, Eddie Brock's dad in the Ultimate Universe was trying to find a cure for cancer. No! But you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, yeah. so many in yeah. there that just, I just like, no. Would you throw stuff. Dr. Doom into that mix? Uh, Noble purpose. He, he's, he's trying yeah, to help sure. his. Magneto? Sure. Save his I, people? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely it's definitely a trope, and it's something that, like, it's I'm just talking to... specifically Spider-Man movies. Well, but I mean, okay. but I mean, you know, like, in a broader sense, too. Yeah. You know, like, the, like the well-meaning villain is a yeah. really common, you know, like, storytelling trope there. And I, and I wonder, too, like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's used so often because it can be really compelling, but it's got to be done well. Yeah. You know, I didn't hate it in this, but I wasn't like, oh, God, like, I totally see where this guy's coming from. I mean, it's, 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 you know, because he's like lost a limb, you know, like, it's kind of like on the nose that he's like, and I'm going to, I'm going to investigate reptiles because <laughs> some of them can grow back limbs. You know, it's just like, it's, it's kind of like, I hope it didn't go get turned into a giant lizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's so in your face that I kind of feel like it doesn't work on some, in some sense. Like, it's not awful. It's not, it's not completely successful because it's so like, I'm going to whack you right upside the head with this, you know? So we're we're talking about Kurt Connors, played mm-hmm. by um, not a huge American presence, but Reese Ethans. Ethans, right? Um, he's a, he's one of those guys that I feel like falls in the category of oh that guy. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. his biggest American role is Luna Lovegood's dad mm-hmm. in yep. Harry Potter yeah. and the Deathly Hallows Part One, um, but he's great, right? So then. You know, uh, you know what I think from is uh, is it the replacements? Yes. The, yeah. He's with, the uh, he's the field goal kicker. Yeah. He's right. from the, the that's right. British. He's he, the, he's that's the field, a great movie. He's the field goal kicker who's wiry. That's right. Yep. That's a great movie. Oh, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's uh, what I always think of him from. Yeah. By the way, his name is pronounced Reese Evans. Evans. Okay. Oh, perfect. Um, and now we know. Now we know. So Kurt Connors, which is because comic, he's Welsh. Ooh, so his comic book readers know the lizard, right? And he's so, wiry. And again, he's I would wiry. I would say echo this back to Batman Begins. <laughs> Yeah, where Christopher Nolan does not choose a like the most commonly associated villain of Batman for his movie. He chooses mm. the Scarecrow, right? Do you know the giant fuck you that Sony gave to Sam Raimi? No. Spider-Man 4, do you know who the villain was supposed to be? 
I'm assuming the lizard. And you know what Tony's excuse was? What? It's too out there. We'll never do the lizard. But thanks for coming in. We're going to go in a different direction. Fast forward. We're going to use the lizard. Sam Raimi must be like, motherfuckers. Yeah. That's got to be. Right? It's yeah, got to be. Oh, it's, it's totally. Because he didn't want Venom in Spider-Man 3. And was very open oh, about it. Yeah. Interesting. That was Sony. Like, you know, there's this character called Venom. The kids seem to like it. I don't want to do, yeah. I don't want to do right. Venom. I don't want to love him. <laughs> so again, in this movie, we've got arguably not the top tier. So he's not Green Goblin. He's not. Thank God. Right. Yeah. yeah. No like more, I, No more. I, I, I think we're good with Green Goblins. The thing that I like about both Spider-Man and Batman is that the rogues gallery is so fucking immense. There's sure. so many characters to choose from. I'm tired of them every time they reboot both of them. Let's do the Green Goblin. Let's Going do the right Joker. Back to the same no, place. Yeah. start smaller. He has to start small because if, like, in your first couple years of being Batman, you face the Joker, guess what? You're going to die. <laughs> That's right. You're not Can't going to be up to him? there yet. Yeah, Just yeah. like if it's your first year as Spider-Man and you go up against the Green Goblin, guess what? You're going to die. And in terms of the storytelling, too, like they almost need to be more established characters before you can throw in a big bad like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And especially, you know, when you have such an iconic performance like Heath Ledger in Dark Knight. Right. You know, like you need you need to have established that character beforehand because otherwise it's, it's like you're going to be completely overwhelmed by this incredible performance. I mean, arguably, yeah. the, the <laughs> nitpick you can do with Dark Knight is that he has only been Batman for. Six months. I mean, he starts investigating the Joker at, at the, the end, end of, of Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. Yeah. And when they're in the bank, he says, you know, six months ago, he, he gives a timestamp. I'm just like, he's only been Batman six months? Mm-hmm. Not sure so, I... Hmm. And already he's wanting to turn his head? So let me ask. So <laughs> I'm wondering if my recollection is inaccurate. So Casey, as a fan of Spidey, mm-hmm. so certainly I'm aware that the lizard goes all the way back to Spider-Man's beginnings. I just pulled him up so he appears in 63 spidey mm-hmm. appears in 62 so only a year later so arguably one of the original character but he's not one of spidey's iconic villains am i wrong well he's, I part, wrong of the, he's part of the sinister six a bunch okay. of times so okay. which is ultimately like <laughs> something that all the super bro- villains should fucking do like hey we're all after this one superhero let's gang up and kill him uh that's what then you get old man logan that's what. Well, that's what well, happens, well right? and you also get Miles <laughs> it's, Morales. It's in the Ultimate oh, right, Universe. The Spidey's Sinister dead, Six one hundred percent succeeded in killing Peter Parker, yeah. and that's why we have Miles. So which is I, great. I, I'm always curious. I feel like that, and we talked a little bit. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was recently. We we talked about the need to develop strong villains. Right? Yes. So, if you're, you, so I'm just curious about this choice to go with Kurt Connors, the Lizard, as the villain. Now again, I'm happy they didn't go with Green Goblin. We've seen Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. I think it was very good. Yep. Um, but I'm just curious. I feel like they went Batman Begins, Scarecrow, less, you know, second tier villain. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe don't I'm forget wrong. in Batman Begins, there's also Ra's al Ghul. I was going to say Ra's al Ghul is who's, really the main bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he's, but he's certainly not, he's not the Joker. He's not the Riddler. He's not, you know I mean? Yeah, he's again, no, he's not, yeah, totally. in terms of the... I mean, going into that movie, I had no idea who that was. That, that's yeah, what I mean, absolutely. right? So the yeah. comic book fans are like, well, it's Ra's al Ghul, or oh, well, it's the Lizard. But yeah. I wonder, is there this broad understanding of who that character is? Right. So we go to Oscorp. We'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. We, yeah, yeah. we, we go to Oscorp. Gwen's there. She is in charge of the interns. She's a badass in she's, that scene. Yeah, she's right. 
so we understand what Kurt is. He so Dr. Connors is the world's foremost authority on reptiles. He's a herpetologist. You make so that, Josh, you make, you make that sound like allegedly that's a thing. So like Josh, that, that is a thing. In terms of, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> herpetology. What on earth is that? I feel like in what terms is that the of study of reptiles? Reptiles. Ew. But I feel like that is, in terms of titles that I want, mm-hmm. at the other end, titles I don't want, mm. I feel like there's herpetologist, proctologist, <laughs> urologist. I feel like they're not sexy. No, they're I not sexy. Maybe, Astrophysicist? Maybe not, yeah. maybe not sexy, but like lots of money in them. Okay. So, you know, I mean. Yeah, all right. Did you fair. see Kurt Connor's house? That's, <laughs> that's right. It was very nice. I have to say, too, like for a herpetologist, like, yeah, he's doing great. Like usually those guys are like you know sure. they're one step up from crocodile. Yeah, I mean uh, like usually you know like they're your they're your they're your like eccentric professor people like they're you know they're living in uh you know in a hundred thousand dollar house you know like in the suburbs you know like not in like a million dollar amazing apartment in in Manhattan. Got it. You know like that's it. not that's not a thing. He yeah. he he scored. He scored yeah, with this gig with yeah. Oscorp. Well, yeah. and not only that, like the other thing that occurred to me, like when that happened, he's him introducing himself as like the world's foremost herpetologist. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> it, not that's not like it's not like there's a title where like they all come to you know like like a death match and compete. Uh, no, I'm for assuming the a battle royale. Like, like that's not that's not the way that works. No, I, I reject your reality. So. I'm assuming there's a battle royale. <laughs> Scientists get together. They are restricted to using their weapon of choice is their field of specialty. So he's wielding like cobras. Well, honestly, what I was th- <laughs> what I actually what I was thinking was more like Jesus. if you are you know if you are if you are <laughs> vying to be the world's greatest right. herpetologist, like I feel like you have to have like trained your own like lizards to compete in the battle royale. So he has minions. Banana, banana. Yeah, and so like whoever's lizards. You know, like manage yeah. to come out on top. Then you are the foremost herpetologist, because otherwise it's just like, how do you? You know, it's just like, well, I've I've published fifty seven papers, and you've only published fifty six. So, so therefore, re- I am the world's foremost herpetologist. I'm, I'm really envisioning Indiana Jones, but instead of a bullwhip, bullwhip, it's a king cobra, mm. and he's like lashing it out and like. So yeah, I can't. I'm imagine, letting you nerds have this. Yeah, I can't. Right. I can't imagine that turning out badly. Okay, yeah. no, no, it's I think it's totally fine. All right, so. <laughs> What I like, and we talked a little bit, so the relationship between Gwen and Peter is great. Yeah. The interchange in this scene at yeah. Oscorp yeah. is yeah, great. They're playing over who's first or second, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of top science students at mid yeah, was- You second in this class. Oh, second? Yeah. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. And then who shows up? The owner from Jurassic World. Yeah. You see that? I'm like, oh, well, this is going to shit. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> this is this is all He's all so this good. all these genetics. This so, is all fucked. So he knocks into his papers and he he sees the double helix, so he follows him. It's not double helix, but I'm just gonna call it double helix. Is it the isn't it the double infinity like, sign? Well, it's like it's like two zero. Move it along, guys. He sees the symbol that's also on the file that is on his in, that he recovered from his father's yeah, like the yeah. secret compartment yeah. file. Yeah. And so he decides to follow this guy. Clearly, the, the security at Oscorp is shit. It's shit. I don't, they, do 100%. Show, they do show him, she's like, oh, and I draw this little picture like he drew with the little Oh, little I was just going there. Yeah. No, I don't care about <laughs> anything else in this movie. I will suspend oh, yeah. disbelief on everything else, but him 
watching him from a distance and then being able to do the same thing. Yeah. And there's no biometrics on this thing to be like, I don't recognize you. Well, it's like it, you have gone to the trouble to create this like clearly like really intricate like puzzle mechanism to like make sure people can't break in and you haven't done any sort of biometrics to like, like and even and, beyond and, and that then like you, and then you scan your retina, schooler. you yeah. know, like and then yeah. you then you put a fingerprint on it or then you like anything. Really, I was just like, I, I, I did not care for it. I had never <laughs> have. I never you're, will. You're, you're going to fight on this one. I, I, part of me wants to go at you, but I'm like, no, Casey's Why? determined. I, go right ahead. Well, please I, look, tell me where that isn't fucking asinine. Well, your, your Android phone. Geek fight. One of your options to unlock your Android phone is the not a pin, but a pattern. Right. Yes. Yes, but it is not a, a continually changing pattern. Well, Those and, dots and, and also, ha- and also, from the position. Also, to be fair, like my phone is also not containing like my, like the most <laughs> whoa, like whoa, important whoa, whoa, whoa. and like encrypted information that I've ever thought of in my life. Right. Let's assume that there's only one level of security in this movie universe. <laughs> there's security or no security. So those are your choices. How do we know that those buttons are not merely a Honestly, single L- a single touch screen and yeah, really, where we, you're seeing buttons? Like they should. No, they're not. Do you want are they actual buttons? No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. It should, it should, it, you know, it should have just been like Casey it cut all like this. A, it should have just been like a speaker where they walk up to it and go beep, boop, beep, and then everything opens up for them. You my know, like, voice is my passport. <laughs> Could it have been a, a glory hole? Verify me. And you I stick your penis me. in there. Nice. Verify nice. me. Nice. Have you, hackers? Yeah. Sneakers. Yeah, Sneakers. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Sneakers. Hackers sneakers. is a very, very That's different That's a very different movie. movie. <laughs> sneakers is definitely on the list for our, our next podcast. Our, yeah. our geek expansion? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the web fluids. That, yes, that, I have a problem with this. Is, I that, too. is that like the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 expansion? <laughs> <Are we gonna laughs> take, this is when we take over the universe with nerdy films. That's right. Is that not... Wait, is I that assumed that, that, that was understood. Did we not discuss... I thought we discussed this. Easy, guys. Josh. Yes. Who creates Spider-Man's web fluid? I don't know. I'll give you a hint. His name is fucking Peter Parker. <laughs> well, in I, this movie, that's some well, bullshit. See, I, yeah. But again, too, like watching it, and, and I mean, I watched it over two days, and I don't remember that part, but I remember him going in, you know, like once he breaks himself into yeah, that, it's in that room. Yeah, so he finds And he finds all of that stuff going on, and like I was unclear watching it, like, so did he like just take the technology? Yeah, he does. You see yeah. him take uh, the okay. thing, and then when he's building I, the web shooter. Yeah, because I didn't remember that happening. Like, I'm. I'm totally, I'm totally willing to believe it either way. I just didn't see it. Well, and my, my problem was then when he shoots the the carjacker with it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What is this stuff?" He goes, "Webbing that I developed myself." I don't think you really want to know. Come right on, now. let me go. No, no, you didn't, Peter. So later on, after he's got his powers, they show him order basically a case of the silk from Oscorp. I think he just steals that. No, it looked like it came in like a shipping package. Oh, like, like did he it? ordered it. And then he he clearly designs the mechanism to spray it, but still I have a problem with that because in the comics, spite you know Peter invents his web fluid. It's it, it's it's what and that's I'll say it now. That is why it is not in uh, Spider Man the Sam Raimi one because Sam Raimi has gone on record saying if I couldn't create it at fifteen when I was a kid, I don't believe anyone else can. Hey Sam. This kid's a fucking genius. <laughs> it's true. He is a he's a genius. Well, this this brings up what we were talking about before too, like the organic versus the technological yes. webbing. So but so canon, 
His, historically, originally, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, he gets bitten by the spider, but he does not develop webbing. Right. Peter Parker, the scientific genius, invents this web fluid. And it's right. actually a, it's a common element of the Spidey stories is that that is a finite resource he has. He's, right. So he has on his wrists, he has these, um, and if you're old enough, there was a time when you could buy basically the silly string you still uh, can. That you would strap to your forearm, right? And you press the thing, and the the, the silly string comes out. Um, so it's a common element of of a many Spidey stories where he's got to manage his use of the fluid because it's a it's right. a it's a finite resource. He's got some on his wrists, and then in his belt, he's got additional web cartridges, and they'll show him like swap it out. Marvel Secret Wars, the miniseries invented by Mattel to sell toys, because the word secret. In the word war resonated with demographics. So one of my favorite stories. That's right. Yeah. You're right. There was a, a fan who had this idea of Spidey finding this alien costume, and Marvel paid him some, like a couple hundred bucks or something, for this idea. And then while Spidey is on Battleworld, where Secret Wars takes place, uh, he gets this black ball, it's this black symbiote, and the symbiote can expel webbing just create without it organically right? okay it's, but it's still it's still it's part of the, the suit through the top right. of the top of it the back of his hand basically yeah. um but there was a there was a split second and it's after the Raimi Spider-Man movie comes out in the comics there's this like incredibly convoluted plot line where Peter is bitten by some like widow black widow type not Natasha. Whoa. Natasha bites no, him. No, listen. Hey now. Hey. I'd be okay with that. He, he's Is bitten it by this female spider. It's not. <laughs> this female spider type creature and. This female spider played by Scarlett Johansson. So, like, on. the original Peter dies, but he's, like, reborn out of a spider egg. And he, he emerges out of the egg <laughs> with the ability to shoot organic webs. And what I read was. This is what happens when you. Have a character yes. for fifty five. Yeah, this is yeah, what, but yeah. the whole idea was Marvel Comics wanted to come up with a rationale on how Peter could have organic webs, so he was reborn as his own like spider clone, and not the clone saga. This isn't, this isn't Ben Riley. No, okay. it's not the clone saga, but almost like an almost this equivalent of this ridiculous rationale, which only existed to marry up the comics and what they had shown in the movie. In what the, the fuck movie. ever? Look, it's not my thing. Peter gets bitten. Peter gets bitten. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. first of all, so Peter, wa- you tell me you would have acted differently. Peter walks into this room with about a bazillion spiders hanging from webs, the ceiling. Mm-hmm. How does he look at that and say, not say, nope, fuck it, I'm out? Because I'm not staying in that room. A little behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> did you in your research? Did you see what song was playing? Being nope. Pumped through. Nope. Come with me. And you'll be <sighs> in a world of pure imagination. I'm sorry, what? That was Andrew Garfield's request to have pure imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory played with there. I'm like, uh, they're fucking spiders everywhere. It's yeah. not pure imagination. Yeah, it's pure horror. Pure fucking horror. Mm-hmm. Who stays in that room? When you see those spiders, those fuck that. Silvery. Oh, oh, fuck that. Nope. My note is literally spiders dropping. Holy shit, I'm out. And at first I was like, oh, are they different kinds of genetic spiders? Because like three or four fall on him. I'm like, oh, cool. He's going to get bit more than once. 
to no, explain why he has so many different powers. Because no, there's no spider in existence that has all the powers that Spider-Man has. Yep. That's why in the Raimi one, they create a they super create spider. It, but what are the powers we're talking about? The proportional strength of a spider. Uh-huh. Spidey sense, which yep. no spiders have. Yes, they do. What, what do you, who who's the Spider-Man guy? You or me? You wait. Yeah, of, of the fictional sp- character. Yes, you. But there are spiders that that have that, a spidey sense that can sense an enemy behind them. Yes. Well, I no. I'll I'll accept that it's because they have those huge fucking eyes that can see like two hundred potato potato. I'm going to let Aubrey handle telling you that you're you wrong. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, the webbing. Yeah, but. Most spiders spin webs. There are some, I will acknowledge that there are some who don't. I just, yeah, okay. You know what? I don't, you know, why am I fighting? Why the fuck am I fighting about this? There's a flag on that play. I don't know, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Um, Uh, But, you know. Let's talk about the the subway scene. Well, hold on. Uh, He gets bit. Yeah. Cannon, I think it's. I think does he get bit on his arm or his hand? Um, in the Raimi one, it is his hand because he's taking the picture of. Uh, oh, okay. He's being a stalker. Yeah, maybe I miss. Maybe but I'm, a really cute stalker. I'm Toby McGuire, cute. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like in the context of the movie, it's just like, oh, it's not creepy because he's cute. It's not at all weird that he's taking pictures from afar. To be so, fair, like that is the the conceit so of almost every movie. Uh-huh. So he's the neighbor from. <laughs> this American would be Beauty. weird if it weren't a movie. <laughs> All right, so we get to the sub subway now. Uh, very quickly in this, so he's been bitten by a genetically modified spider. Mm-hmm. They don't really go into it. There, it's kind sci- of hand wavy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. E- I, sometimes it's science, science, science. In this place, it's not even science, science, science. It's like, meh. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I like that. I'm so fine with that. He's on the subway, and all of a sudden, he's changing. I don't, to quote my brother, I don't care about the spider that bit Peter Parker. The spider's dead, Ned. So, you know, we get the first exposure to what the new Spider-Man, the, what Peter Parker can do, Peter Parker can do now. I believe now powers. we can call him Peter Parkour. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but that's a fun sequence, right? It's great. So, I love the way they do the spider sense in this, where he just gets a flash. Yep. A uh, wow. little bit of the accidental power that we see, you know, like a throwback to the Tobey Maguire, the lunch tray sticking to his hand. Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. a little bit of fun. It's they're having fun with it, right? And I love when the guy takes his skateboard. It's like, come oh, on, man. No, not my board. Please do. It had the right amount of action and comedy to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's not an element of Spidey that we typically see. So, Spidey in the comics, typically able to lift 10 tons, right? So, yeah. we don't. Often associate though like a physical resiliency, mm-hmm. and the way that the guy you know smashes the skateboard against him and fret, it shatters, and he's like, uh, "Really?" Uh, I thought it was a nice nod to the idea of unlike Daredevil, who's going to suffer the effects of all these combats. You get a sense of you know what, you know he may not be invulnerable like the Hulk or or other characters, but he's tougher than a. Normal person. Oh, I didn't read it as that. I just read it as it's a skateboard, adrenaline's pumping. It probably hurt. I don't think. I mean, I mean, honestly, my impression when I watched that scene is just like, oh man, don't fuck up my skateboard. Yeah, like he you was know, like more it concerned wasn't, it wasn't about like a. It wasn't like a, this is going to hurt me. It was more just like, oh, but I, that's my. Yeah. But but it's going to explain yeah. the reason why later on when Spidey fights, you know, hand to hand combat with super powered villains. Right. 
the reason why he can take a punch. And it makes sense. If I'm That's strong fair. enough to oh, lift yeah, no, 10 totally. tons, yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, my yeah. body's body got to be tougher. Body density yeah. has to, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is it's definitely, this is definitely, definitely establishing, you know, like his resilience, like you said, you know, for, for down the line. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I, I then like, uh, so he gets home, he Miyagi's a fly. He Miyagi's a um, that note. He then goes upstairs. I like this scene in his bedroom where his spider senses are just going ever. Did you expect him like he grabs all that food okay i have to say like i really enjoyed the scene with him grabbing all the food with mm -hmm. martin sheen just being like something is very wrong yeah nobody likes your meatloaf and she's just like why didn't you tell me you didn't like my meatloaf um, you could have said that to me 37 years ago how many meatloafs have i made for you but did you expect him like he ate all this food and his powers start going freaking out did you expect him to like cocoon himself and then become I come out as fully I feel like that would have been I feel like that would have been too far. Didn't. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but I like when I first saw it, I was like, please don't. Yeah, like a little too on the nose. Don't, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You know that would have been it would have fit. I mean, I I could see that. I'm glad they didn't. Um, yeah, my note was uh, in his room. He's sweating. It looks like a 1990s anti-drug commercial. <laughs> yes, it does. This is your brain, and this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain. Um, you know, funny sequence, he wakes up, you know, <laughs> and it's the old, you know, I'm too strong for my own good. I don't know my own strength. So he yep. smashes his alarm clock. He destroys the toothpaste the tube, and yeah. destroys every and bathroom picture. he's just picture. fucking confused the whole time. I loved fun. it. Yeah, he's great in this. Yeah, and I mean, there's some there's some nice little just like moments in there too where like after he like squirts the toothpaste all over the place, he's just like, I'm just going to wipe it off the mirror. And That's right. Because he's you like know, half awake. He's like, because I have to say like, you know, like me in the morning, like if I happen to do that, it's like, yeah. How I'll do I make this work? <laughs> right, right. He then why waste this? He know? then explains to us why you should never go on WebMD to self diagnose as he starts googling <laughs> spiders holy shit like that's a horrifying journey <laughs> he goes down through that internet uh i mean i was just waiting oh, no, yeah, to he, say cancer yeah he yeah, goes right, right down the internet right. hole yeah mm -hmm. it's a tumor it's definitely a tumor it's definitely cancer or uh seasonal allergies <laughs> Season, that's right one of the two so peter then goes to connor uh, dr connor's home tells him who he is Connors is a recognition. My my former colleague, my best friend, my great, scientific discovery partner. Great practical stunt by um, by Andrew Garfield catching that coffee cup. That's real. That's oh, him really? really doing it. It looks like nice. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple yeah, times. Yeah. yeah, it looked, it looked like good. it was really him, and it doesn't look like they sped the film up. Your favorite thing. Fast and motion. no Dutch angles. Hey. Fast motion, no Dutch angles. All right. So the Connors scene, you know, this is a it's an expedition dump. dump. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got to tell you what's going on. This so is the reason so your parents learn, aren't here. Yeah, right. right. We yeah, learn yeah. all these things about the, the Parkers, right? So I didn't look it up. I had a question. So the actor Reese you Evans, know, Evans, yeah. Has two arms. Yeah, he's wearing life, he's wearing he's a wearing sock. a green sleeve, and they yeah, and he have, just. For most of it, uh, the only scene that it really is obvious is later after he's already transformed once. Yep. And Peter shows up at his office and he's, when he's got his coat on. That's it's very clearly the I don't have an arm. What are you talking right. about? I can see it bulging out your back. It's, <laughs> it's very totally clearly an arm. what arm. No, that, I thought that was a pretty good effect. I thought it worked pretty well, like the erasing of his arm. And kudos to Reese also because he has to act with it just being dead weight all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he's. Gesturing with his other hand, 
his left hand, I'm wondering if the actor is left-handed. Oh, interesting. Or if he had to think of that on set. Because it, in the comics, it's his right hand also. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So um, I really like that. So then we're on to, unless anyone so, else. No, no, no. So now it's. Uh, the basketball the scene. The basketball scene. This so scene is so much fun. We're back in the gym. Oh, you know, God. we had a great gym sequence in Sky High <laughs> in Save the Citizens. Do you remember when we used to use real citizens? <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's <laughs> so we had a great sequence. Peter has come into his own with the powers, and he's done taking shit from Flash. We see all of this, right? So he's given Flash the payback. He's kind of, he kind of gets what's coming to him. Flash Peter. is a dick. No, no, Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter's took it a little too far. Like when he's covering his eyes and like, here you go. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, Peter, now you're being an asshole. Right. And the one person who can really take Peter down a peg, Uncle Ben shows up at the school, right? Well, because he breaks the basketball backboard. Right. He shatters the backboard. See, right? I have to say, though, too, like, Given like the scene earlier on where Ben's just like, you know, like, do I need to call somebody's parents? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I actually really, I didn't like the, I understand why they did it, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of the interaction they had here where he's like really dressing him down for it. Because, you know, like, it's basically like, you know, like, I know you got beat up, like, it sucks, like, but, you know, like, here's some meat, put it on your eye. Mm-hmm. You know, so like to me, I, I would have expected that like when when like the comeuppance came for Flash, he'd have been like, "All right, you know, like good on you, that's enough." Mm, but you ben, know, like 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 a, like a one off, you know, like let's punch this guy in the nose so he leaves you alone. Like to me, like that seems one like one time is okay. Yeah, like that seems to me something that, that <laughs> Uncle Ben would have been like, "Okay, like this guy treated you like shit." All right, you know, like to me, like that's what I would have expected from Uncle Ben, and, and Ben like really like severely dressing him down there. I think it's like he I, has to change his shift. Mm-hmm. He has to uh, come to school. He's lucky that the school isn't. He, I think it's. It's a compound of you got into a fight yesterday or two days ago now, and now you're going after this kid. Mm-hmm. You're humiliating him. I'm trying to teach you to be a better person. I think that's but, more why but the dressing but again, down happens. But at, this, but at the same time, like I can see him being upset about all of those things and still not having that dress down be as severe as it was. You know, like because I can be like, look, man, like I had I had to change my shift at work. You got to pick your aunt up now. I understand, like you know, like. High school sucks, and sometimes you need to stand up for yourself. Like, you did, okay, but this is life, and we need to move on, and, like, I need you to do these things because, like, Vic, these are the, these are the repercussions of your actions. You know, like, sure. I don't think you need, I don't yeah. think it needs to be, like, and you were bad. You know, like, it can be just, like, all right, fine. Like, this happened. Like, there, you know, like, shit happens. Like, you know, like, there are, there's always bullies. There's always people you need to stand up to, and, like, I'm glad you stood up to him because he punched you in the face. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. It, it, let's move on. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I see that. I, you know, I think it's a I think it's a very close cousin to the line that we, as we talked about earlier, we often associate with Uncle Ben with great power comes great right. responsibility. Yeah. I think this scene is about your actions have consequences. You know, the, yeah. here's what you in the real world here's what you have to deal with. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm okay I'm okay with it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's about consequences and and yeah. choices. So. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I understand where he's coming from. I can see where they're going with it. And, like, I'm not I'm not super angry about it or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it, 
to me, you know, like given the interaction that we see earlier on, where Uncle Ben's just like, "All right, what happened?" Right. You know, like it's it, it like he is presenting himself as a more worldwide, like okay, like I understand what it's like to be like a dude in high school, and like I had to deal with my bullies when I was there too, and like so when he's you know kind of stands up to his bully and punches him in the nose, like I would expect Uncle Ben to be like, "All right, good for you," like and and here we go, like because we don't you know, like. This is not something to like aspire to, but at the same time, like you need to stand up for yourself. Sure. You know? That's fair. So. That's fair. We then go to this sequence. I don't know if I, I'm not, I don't. I yeah. don't like this. Peter Parker's a skater. Oh, no. Wait, oh. go ahead. Oh, so like, Pe- you mean like the warehouse sequence? Then? Yeah. So I like the warehouse this sequence. This is where he becomes Peter Parkour. He's, He's Peter Parkour. <laughs> the, the chains are this really cool, like foreshadowing mm-hmm. of what we're going to see with web what we expect and to see with web I, I saw what they were doing there that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. it was I, subtle very subtle, subtle yeah if you didn't see it right. what fucking movie are you watching yeah. uh, much better uh, practical fighting and stunt work than uh, Daredevil ouch Daredevil the movie Daredevil the movie yeah, I mean, that's, and, oh, that's, and that's, a, that's a high bar to clear yeah Ooh. that's right <laughs> um yeah, so I don't like him as a skater. I like the rest of that montage, which is unlike the gym where he is kind of going up against his peers. Uh-huh. It's just him in this kind of warehouse, and he's figuring out the extent of his powers. And yeah. the swinging with a chain is when we – I'm trying to think. You know, in Superman, the iconic moment is when he flies. In this movie, the iconic moment that they build to – is when are we going to see him really swing from webs? Not right, shoot webs, right. not small ones, but the iconic web-slinging, swinging Tarzan style where this becomes yeah. his mode of locomotion. And this is certainly the first time we see that. And, and really, yeah. like until the finale of the movie, you really don't see it again. There's a Right, there's a like couple... You see, you see some bits and pieces, but yeah. It's a nice... I thought from a storytelling perspective, I thought they did a really nice job of saying... You know you expect this. You know this is where you want it to be. We're going to give bits and pieces that are going to build to reach this point. Right. I, I like the way they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing the only thing that bothered me with the kind of like, in you know, like, again, in all of these origin stories, it's just like, how do my powers work, you know, sort of section, is like we see a bunch of, you know, like periods early on, like in the subway, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like, you know, like when he like rips the girl's shirt off and like can't can't <laughs> let go of the bar on the on the subway, and it's just like, but we never really establish like how he figures that out, and uh, like and he, like having having like established that, it's just like like I don't know what's going on here. Like we never actually figure out. It's just like, and then I figured it out. You know, like it's never it's never kind of elucidated. Uh, they handle it better than they do in Spider Man, the Sam Raimi Spider Man, which is him literally looking at his hand, suddenly having microscope powers and seeing the small. <laughs> Yeah, like that, yeah, how he sticks to stuff is he has small, very small little talons on his fingers and right, toes. Yeah. So, Josh, earlier, as we were talking about how we were going to approach this, you had a question about where to yeah. interject questions you have. So, this feels like the right time. And yeah, like, we're, we're not quite to the section that I was thinking but of go right ahead. in the movie. So, you know, a couple scenes down the line, we wind up with a sequence where, after, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> Uncle Ben dies. You know, like, <gasps> I'm sorry. First of all, um, how dare you? So, Snape kills Dumbledore. But, um, <laughs> so... Spoiler territory. You know, we have a, a sequence where he he's kind of, like, going on his sort of vigilante quest to, like, find the guy that killed Uncle Ben and is, 
you know, like beating up ne'er-do-wells all over the place. But so, you know, he winds up in this fight sequence where he confronts this guy who is roughing up his girlfriend, his, you know... Something. Yeah, yeah his whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, more and more dudes keep showing up. But at, at any rate, he gets into, a, like, a whole fight sequence with these guys, and he starts fleeing, and he starts running up the wall as, you know, like, you know, kind of an iconic Spider-Man, like, I'm going to crawl up the wall sort of a sequence, which makes sense in the sense, you know, like, at this point, he is in just, like, street clothes with a mask, basically. Actually, I didn't even know he has, has the mask. No, because yeah, he when he beats up those yeah, people, that, that's what leads they're saying. Doing. I know what you look like! You hear me? I've seen your face! He is, you know, like, running away from these guys and scurrying up the wall with his little Spidey powers, uh -huh. which makes sense with his hands, but he's like wearing Converse. I understand the grippiness with like the crawling up the walls with your hands, but like, and, and again, like with the Spidey suit, like I'm fine with like the hand wavy, like this is our costume and it, it allows us to climb up the walls and use our Spidey senses on our toes. But like, you've got Converse on. So like, how exactly are those sticking to the wall? Cause like, we're acting like this is just like a thing and you've got shoes that apparently can stick to brick. I don't have a problem with it in Sam Raimi Spider-Man or in Spider-Man Homecoming because it seems like the bottom of his costume are almost slipper-esque. But again, like... this, they're but, actual, like, shoes. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like when he's in, like, the Spider-Man, like, costume... Yeah. Like, I'm fine with the hand-wavy, like, well, this costume allows him oh. to do X, Y, Z. But, like, he is not in the costume. Oh, see, he I'm is, the you know. absolute... I'm the absolute so, opposite of that. I'm fine with it in other scenes... But I'm not. I'm not okay with it when he's wearing the suit because there's such like there is a thick sole on that. Co I love but the again, costume like, in this movie. But then but. like I'm fine. With, I'm fine with it being hand wavy in the sense that like it's a thick sole. I would be fine if he was like crawling up the wall with just his hands. But like, but you're acting like your feet can stick, and I don't understand why that is. So there is a there's a very good explanation in the comics. It does not apply to the movie because we, we have no reason to believe that this exists in this movie universe. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the comics, Reed Richards, leader of the Fantastic Four, oh, scientific genius, right. invents what is what becomes known as the unstable molecules. They're not defined. They are understood via their usage to be basically a substance that can adapt to whatever power you have and allows things like, for example, Spider-Man to be wearing this slipper, which will allow his spider's clinging ability to work through the fabric of the slipper and the glove so that he can cling to a wall. It allows the human torch to ignite to, to in the flame light, light shit and not fire, light his yeah. shit on fire. It allows uh, Reed's shirt to stretch and the sh shirt goes with it instead of, or his arm to stretch, and the shirt goes with it. We have no reason to believe that exists here. We, you know, it does exist in the in the Marvel comics, but uh, I like how it's the molecule that explains everything. It's the molecule. Yeah. It's the it's the wonder molecule. It's the god molecule. Well, it's like it's it's it's, it's it's like those sorts of like sort of grand theories of physics. You know, that's that are, the unified field theory. Well, but it's one of those things that like because it explains everything, it explains nothing. <laughs> you know, like you know, like sure. if you're just gonna say like, well, it can do whatever you want it to do, but then it's meaningless. You know, so yeah. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, yeah, I you know, look, we're not going to get an answer. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like the uncharacteristic microvision of the Raimi film, where you see Ugh. basically the equivalent of barbs, right? Like yeah, these, uh, yeah again, which I is was... what they are in the comics. Yeah, except yeah. in Spider Man twenty ninety nine, where they are literally just a talon on each 
finger and toe, oh, and he uses them as weapons. That's too. horrifying. Well, yeah, I was, I was gonna say like I, I'm fine. I'm fine with you. Like, oh my god, I can see it. You know, kind of mm-hmm. aspect of it. I'm willing to accept that as like a conceit of a movie, where it's just like, and, and this is how we explain this because zoop, there you go, and now you can see it. You know, I like think this movie uh, suffers from being so close to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's that they they're like, okay, we can't have him see it again. We just did we it. We just did that, right? It, like, uh, and we a told Sam ago. Raimi that he was an idiot, didn't know what he was doing. We well, totally can't do that. Well, yeah. and, and in part two, you know, like because we're so familiar with this character, uh-huh. like it's not like him climbing up walls is not somehow like, oh my god, we have to explain this. It's just like, well, he's Spider-Man. We accept that sure. it's par for the course. I right. just move beyond it, and we don't need to spend a tremendous amount of time explaining how it works. Do and I like work- I'm okay with that, but it's you know, well, okay. and, and even so too, you know, like again, like as Spider Man, like you know, he could climb the building just fine with just his hands, you know, like he's sure, know, sure, right. right, with his like, strength, a single hand yeah, could hold know, like, him you in could place. Totally yeah. buy that. So. You know what? Maybe yeah. maybe that's the explanation. He is strong enough; a single hand is capable of holding him. Mm-hmm. So he's really so, just using his so feet. His as feet like, are just like balance, almost yeah. like balance. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what? Here we hand wave. We solved that's the it. explanation. Well, but again, too, like, so, but when you look at the physics of how that scene is portrayed, Josh, we've solved this. Question. I think you. I think you, you missed one. Todd, my scientific acumen. And think, now you're throwing it in my face. Right. I'm, uh, I'm just saying the way he's he is he is acting on this is as though. You know, like those feet that the standing. feet are points so, of adhesion. Yeah, exactly. So, so he climbs willing, up the wall. I'm willing to let it go okay. for the sake of, of movie magic. But so then know. it's a Kurt. It's another Kurt Connor science, science, science scene. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, Doctor Connor's science has God. the microwave emitter from Batman Begins in a very <laughs> as a, in a much smaller form. Right. Yes. A backpack form. Yeah. It seems. Yes. Uh, also, you know. It, Injecting. First of all, he's got the Tony Stark style artificial did, intelligence is, controls. I did not care for this, where it just kept. It's not really doing anything. It's just saying, well, according to my calculations, it's not going to work. Well, what bothered me about it is it was just like. You know, it ran it like like what like four times. Just like oh, simulation failed. Simulation failed. And simulation Kurt was failed. so ready. It worked. But I'm just like so. So you're so like what I'm getting from this is that like one in four times it'll work, and we're yeah. just like good enough. Let's inject this shit. You know, like it's <laughs> one in four times it works every, every time. time. That's but right. that's that's and, and like it's never really addressed. Yeah, it's not. It's not as though like we ran this three times and we learned from each of these, and then like oh the fourth time we figured it out. No, it's just like three times it killed the no, subject. It, the fourth time it's just like and miraculously it worked. No, that it was Yahtzee. It was. It was. He kept shaking the dice cup. And Yahtzee. It works. Um, so during this whole science, science, science montage, Peter's phone keeps ringing, and he looks yes. at it, and Kurt says, "You need to take that." And we all know what's coming. He forgot to pick up Aunt May. Oh. He comes home, and this is while we talked for a bit about Ben laying into him. He lays into Peter. Perfectly. I think scene. this is Ben's. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. Yeah. I think this is Ben's best scene. Oh, well, and, and again, too, like this is this is where like Martin Sheen earns his money. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, and he's totally he nails it. I he, think I think uh, and when Peter starts giving it back, this is a scene that Andrew earns his yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. That's a phenomenal well, scene. Like, all the way like around. it was like they were equals in that scene. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um but, now you know, Ben flirts with the phrase we're expecting to hear. He yeah. says the word yep. responsibility. 
He does not say the line, but he says responsibility. If you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. Not choice, responsibility. And you're like, okay. So what that's you're, the I want, so I wanted, so to paraphrase. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Uncle Ben, I know we're in this huge <laughs> argument right now, but are you trying to tell me with great power comes great responsibility? At this point, did you, I don't think you did, did you not see the genius of our podcast, which clearly they recognized years before we did our podcast? No. So Peter gets angry at Richard, Richard, his father, who's not there. He's yeah. yelling at Ben as a proxy for right. Ben's brother, right? How dare How, how dare, dare you? How dare I? He didn't think it was his responsibility to be here to tell me this himself. Oh, come on. How dare you? How dare I? How dare you? First, First of all, how, how dare, dare you? you? That's right. He then leaves, slams the front here, door, please. shatters the glass. Yeah. What a great look Andrew Garfield gives there. Like, um, I want to say sorry, but I'm still really pissed at you, so fuck you, and just leaves. I, I was great. It was great. I remember what it was like to be an angsty teen. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I remember those moments. Yeah. And then we have evil Jorge Garcia from Lost as the, cl- <laughs> as the clerk. Um, no, Evil or douchey? Uh, evil. Okay, because we're going full you, evil. You never watched Lost, but Hurley right. was literally the opposite of this guy. Okay. Hurley would have been like, "Oh, you don't have enough. Uh, I got some money in my pocket, dude." Okay. That would have been him. So this guy is just. Uh, it's two oh seven. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you're holding up the line. No, you can leave a penny. You can't take a penny. What? You can leave a penny anytime. You have to spend ten dollars to take a penny. Store policy. You're going to pay? You're holding up my line. I don't have two cents. You can't afford your milk. Just step aside. But daddy didn't give you enough milk money today? It's two cents. We're talking about two cents. Just step aside, kid. What an asshole. Yeah, you know, so departure from canon, right? So by canon, it's a burglar who kills Uncle Ben. They've chosen the stick-up of a convenience store, right? So this guy robs a convenience store. Peter sees it, does nothing. So he runs out. Yeah. The evil Jorge Garcia chases him. (laughs) <laughs> yep. And he says, Hey, kid, little help. What does Peter say? Not my policy. What right. a douchebag. Call back, right. So he's, he, he's it, running it, away. Yeah. And, you know, Ben, an elderly man with no powers, of course, is a good person in the world, mm-hmm. tries to stop him, wrestles with this young criminal, and is shot. He is. Wonderful scene. I agree with both of you. You know, Garfield and Sheen earn their money in the prior scene when when Garfield's angry. So, you know, just as powerful a scene as Ben's dying. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing scene. An interesting fact about this scene. Yeah, it is a mixture of a deleted scene and the new scene. So the original scene, you know, he's when you first get there and you hear Ben being like Peter, Peter, and he's up in the the catwalk for the uh, elevated train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben then goes down that alley, is mugged. Oh, is shot, and that's why. Whenever you watch, but this not again, shot know- by the same person. Yeah, shot by the same person. Oh, oh, okay. It's like a so cli- he just crime alley he just steals. Thing. He becomes he, ro- he robs the store. Then why does anyone? There is no on- store in it. Why, oh, does, it, why okay. does anyone go into crime alley? <laughs> that's right. Listen, that's right. it is I'm the number one spot to stop I'm, in you, Gotham you know, City. You know what it is? There is always parking there, and on-street parking <laughs> is so it's tough so in Gotham t- City. It's just the worst. Move it along, guys. 
so yeah, so that's a deleted scene that's been spliced together. Oh, that's interesting to I, make it. You know, make I like the I like the way it plays. I yeah, like the way that and just knowing plays. it, like when he's yelling, call nine one one, all that stuff. There's no street around him. It's very clearly an alleyway. And you're like, hang on. You know, we he gets a little clue. He sees a, a tattooed star on the inside of the robber's wrist. It, the cop, know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the cop tells him. About uh, it. Well, he saw it in the. He remembers store when that he, he sees re- it yeah, yeah. when. Yeah. Um, we talked earlier. You know, Flash has a moment where he's not a two-dimensional bully. Right. right? Flash. I, I love that exchange. It's That's super so fast. good. And, super but it fast. never gets. Well, it kind of pays off in the end. Uh, you, yeah. And again, maybe it's not for this movie. Maybe it's for movie three, where Flash becomes like his dear friend. And also, I like that it wasn't. They towed the line between. A trope they do with a lot of villains were like, oh, you think you hate this person? Let's show you their backstory, and you'll sure, understand sure. why they are the way they are. Magneto? Flash, well, fla- no, no, that's a, that's not in a good Nazis. way. Right, yeah. That's not in a good way. I'm talking like where you're like, oh, my God, this person is so terrible, and then you're, see- you're showing something like, oh, I sympathize with this character. Flash simply says, it feels better, right? Look, your uncle died. I'm sorry. I get it. There was the perfect amount of Flash's backstory. Listen, if Nolan doesn't have to tell us whether the top falls over at the end of Inception, <laughs> then whoever the fucking directed this doesn't. Oh, boy, is this is like the first movie we didn't look that shit up. No clue. Really? Wait. Wait, who the fucking? Mark Webb. Seriously? Mark I'm Webb. Gonna need to see What's a driver's... his name? Webb. 500 <laughs> days. He did 500 days of summer. I'm going to need to see a driver's license. For a long time, he was supposed to do a. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar movie Oh, that went away when Amazing Spider-Man 2 fell in the shitter. It, is there any chance that... Okay. He got Trevor out. Casey. Okay, so we get to the point, Josh, you talked about earlier, which is really kind of the first... It's the first... I don't know that I would call it the fight scene in terms of he's not fighting against a villain, but certainly mm-hmm. it's a, it's the first broad display of, of Peter Spidey's par- powers in a dangerous setting, mm-hmm. this whole kind of parkour-style evasion yeah, like from a gang. He's clearly, Peter he's clearly, parkour. Peter parkour. Like, this is him clearly trying to ma- start making a difference with, like, the abilities that yeah. he has acquired. Y- yeah. You know, it's a great sequence. And again, so as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. these movies, I want the action sequences, the first fights, they're important. Right? Yeah. Um, the, you know, the comic books are not character driven, mm-hmm. you know, introspective pieces. You know, I, I want to see those moments too. Yeah. I think that's a great sequence. I think it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. not the confidence of an experienced Spider-Man, right? It's mm-hmm. Peter figuring out what he can do and not exactly knowing where those limits are. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, I, th- I think that was one of the things that they did well with this, that they also did with like Man of Steel and his like learning to fly sort uh-huh. of sequence, yeah. which is like, like each of these iterations is just like me getting closer to you like see my, the learning my fully, curve, my fully realized powers. Yeah, know? that's the yeah. learning curve in action. Right? To the point, yeah. you also see the, uh, or you hear the Spider-Man theme for this Spider-Man. That's right. I'm like, oh, he's got a theme song. He's Great. got a theme song. Yeah. So now he's got powers. Uh, nice little nod to earlier elements of canon. When he falls through a roof, he falls into an abandoned yeah, boxing wrestling, match, wrestling, yeah. wrestling, wrestling match, boxing, right? Yeah. He looks up, sees a luchador-style yep. poster. Yeah, oh, yeah, that like looks that. like a, a mask that might work. There, somebody said we saw what you, we saw your face. We know what you look like, something like that. So, yeah. oh, I need a, I need a mask. There's a style. 
montage um, of him looking at spandex left and right. That's right. Which I would and, and making fun of, which I which I appreciated him just being like spandex, spandex, everything. Spandex. Now, I would argue he's not wearing spandex. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's wearing lycra. But I mean, but but, but I think yeah. too, like that's what he's referencing. It's uh-huh. just like, oh god, they're all fucking and uh, Peter's an amazing fucking seamstress. Yeah. Seamster? What, what, what would a male seamster? seamster? Do we even have one because we're fucking know. sexist? Such a... Yeah. Uh, he's really good with a sewing machine. That's right. Yeah, he's great. Interesting. Choice. I love the reveal, but I love the. POV reveal like this is very clearly hey kids it's a 3D movie yeah. but I'm fine with it because it's used sparingly in this film when he finally puts the full suit on yep. and he's flipping through uh, we're not seeing the full we see like we're seeing he, like when he small, leaps and yeah. he hits the mirror yeah. building I was like that's a great that great was a way to reveal, reveal right as he approaches the mirrored surface you see him yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like oh that's that's yeah, that was, so that was well cool. done. what they very specifically have not done yet though is again we don't see like the Tarzan style extended swing swing no they're swing. gonna wait until they're wait again they're building Spidey doesn't fly it's his Superman flight moment mm-hmm. and I think one of the best things this movie does is builds to the point so that at the end when he's got a swing to get to the Oscorp Tower in time mm-hmm. it means well, something well, because well, we've well, seen uh, the iterative steps I have a large problem okay. with that we'll, well, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get there we'll get there so then he the the carjacker yeah <laughs> yeah I on. love him sitting in the back seat and like the guy's trying to fiddle with the thing and he just goes <clears throat> You know, in the future, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief, man. What are you? You a cop? Really? You seriously think I'm a cop? Cop in a skin tight red and blue suit. Great so, dialogue there. Great dialogue. So I, I love the fact that this iteration of Spidey, which is kind of the wise cracking, mm-hmm. the quip, that's the, the smart ass. And that's the Spider Man I grew up right. on. Right. Yeah, but yeah. that Spider Man coexists with kind of the nerdy, introspective Peter Parker. Is Spider Man. Essentially, in the same way that that the Incredible Hulk is Bruce Banner's repressed rage and anger, yeah, exhibited is Spider Man like is Spider Man Peter Parker's confident, self actualized self. There was a there's a medical term for this, where, really, where people will put on spandex superhero suits underneath their normal clothes, and it like makes them more empowered throughout the day. They did it on ER, and they named it there. And that's where most of my medical... Is that like the whole never nude thing? Yeah. There are literally dozens of us. (laughs) (laughs) So during this scene, my favorite moment is where he keeps like running away and hiding from the guy. And then he kind of leaps over the car and straddles his face. Did you guys catch what he yelled? No. Crotch! Again, so... (laughs) He just yells crotch. I'm like, that's never not going to be funny to me. (laughs) <laughs> so that Spider-Man is inconsistent with the Peter we've seen, the Peter Parker we've seen up to this point. Right. Uh, though I do have a problem with, so then like the guy pulls a knife on him. Just let me go. Is that a knife? Is that a okay. real knife? Yes, it's a real knife. My weakness. It's small knives. Just let me go. Anything but knives! <laughs> and then he flips him to the wall. Sure. And then suddenly it just snaps in him to like get right in the guy's face and pull to see if he has the tattoo. Like, he flips a switch. This Peter is a little unbalanced. There's a, there's a darkness Ooh. to him, right? But but it makes sense. I mean, this is a, this is a Peter who's not... He's not there because he feels a, a call to greatness. 
Right? Yeah. He's being motivated by his basest desires for revenge. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm okay with it. I'm okay. You know, like he's got to kind of keep that, like, yeah. I think kind of covered up until the point where it's okay. And that's, you see that switch is him. I'm just wondering that in. if we had continued on with this, Peter, eventually we would have gotten to Venom. Yes. Uh, let's say yeah, sure. in Sony's mind, introducing they would have gone the symbiote to, from somewhere, yeah. yeah. But they would have in Sony's mind the we would be on Spider-Man 15 at this point. Every studio <laughs> who starts this, these kind of franchises hopes to be where Marvel is, where sure. we are almost 20 movies in over 10 years, kind of deal. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so when he becomes obviously one of the the problems that the symbiote gives Peter is he it enrages him more. We see it in Spider-Man 3. That so is a that's yeah. a, that's part of the comics. Well, well, okay, again, that might be part of an an era of comics. That's one of the reasons he gets rid of it. He almost kills someone. No, he gets rid of it because he realizes that the symbiote is like sapping his energy. Oh, that's right. The original and then the he original, gets the Sonic yeah, and he's got to Son- wear the yeah, paper yeah. bag, yeah. So again, I mean it's uh, that's a what if. There's a great what if. No, no, no. He that is. Oh no, no, yeah. When it, yes, yeah, the, yes. When bombastic when Reed, man, I believe when, it's when this. Reed Richards yeah. drives the symbiote off with the sonic gun, yeah, yeah. and then he gives him a. Uh, that's right. And Fantastic Four uniform because he's naked underneath, and he's, he's like, "Well, I got to cover my face," so they give him just a paper bag to put over his head. It's funny. There's a long run. There was a long great. running. It was one version in the lineup changed over years but a version of the marvel two-in-one which was a separate title where they had one hero that was always the same and then they basically teamed up with a a rotating cast of other heroes um which is i think where the marvel cinematic universe is going to go Oh yeah. When people have solo films, there'll be someone else from another Uh, one. Yeah, which 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 will will be great. But um there's a long running friendship slash friendly rivalry between Spider Man and the Human Torch. Yes. That's where the that's where the bag comes from. Because (laughs) Human Torch being a dick to Spidey. Yeah. So so then Yeah, it's great. It's funny. He gets chased by the cops. He comes home. He's forgotten to get the eggs. He tries to leave to go get them again. There's this huge blowout fight. So this is our first appearance of Captain Stacy. So Dennis Leary. So, 38 of New York's finest versus one guy in a unitard. Am I correct? That's like almost the most Dennis Leary line in this movie. And we should point out that Dennis Leary is always playing Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah. right? like, it works yeah. in this. Yeah. It works. It works. There are yeah. parts where he's not, but there are two that line and I'll say the other one when we get to it. Okay. Um, uh, so then, when Peter and and Aunt May are arguing, and so we've 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 gushed about Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. Oh no, yeah, let's gush about Sally Field. Sally Field. So. I wrote Aunt May is great. Peter, listen to me. Secrets have a cost. They're not for free. Not now. Not ever. Great. So first of all, great yeah. writing. Yeah. Who and of wrote? course, she delivers it. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't. Boo. I know, right? We, has she, has this she podcast a, is falling apart. It's, it's, we're falling she, apart. Um, yeah, so... The writer is James Vanderbilt, Alvin Sargent, and others. <laughs> oh, whoa, there's a big list of people that did this movie. All right, that's amazing that it came out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is just uh, James Vanderbilt did the screenplay uh, with Alvin Sargent 
and uh, Vanderbilt did the story. Steve Coles has a screenplay credit on this, but he doesn't have a fucking picture on IMDb. So, so he, yeah, who does? Screw him. Screw him. All right, so great scene there. Now we 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 flash ahead. Connors is is back with the bad guy boss, uh, the Ratha. Ratha, right? So Jurassic World guy. Which fade, you fade Ratha? Fade, 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 fade. Uh, so, so we we you know my, again we're I have sprinkling. A question, but yeah, go ahead. Go, well again. So there's you know we're setting stuff up. Norman Osborn. Is it about fade Ratha? <laughs> yeah, it's about Ratha. Uh, so, fade, uh, I almost said so fade. <laughs> So Norman Osborn is dying. We've we've <laughs> seen through a couple of these scenes that apparently all this work is designed to save Norman Osborn. Yeah, it's we not won't for see the him on screen. Of the world. No. It's a betterment of him. Um, but but fade. Uh, but <laughs> I I my notes but keep sting. saying Jurassic um, World guy. Jurassic That's, World guy. Jurassic World guy keeps pushing not Hammond to unethically start human trials. So basically, Ratha creates the lizard. He pushes Connors to inject himself. Well, look, if you may recall all of the Jurassic movies, I mean, they were dealing with genetic modifications there, and you saw... Finds a way. Finds a way. That's right. Um, You were so busy wondering if you could do it, and you never stopped to think if you should do it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. That great Um, Jeff uh, Goldblum laugh. That laugh is so good. Did you catch the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming connection here? No. When Gwen asked Peter to come over for dinner, what did she ask him to come over for? Oh, yes. Uh, it was uh, the fish. Uh, Branzino. Fish. Branzino. Branzino. Yeah. Flash Thompson, when he is driving to the house party, yeah. he's like, Sorry about dinner, but I know when Branzino's fresh, and that was not fresh, okay? I'm like, what? What is with the fucking Branzino? I've never even heard of Branzino. It's a fish. Well, I've never heard of it. I mean, it's a fish. It's it's you're, like a fluke. You're not a way? fishologist. <laughs> In what way? I think it's you mean. A, a, it, I think you mean ichthyologist. Oh, oh. Uh, similar, similar uh, plot point echoed here from Batman Begins. Big bad guy bullies the scientist into acquiescing, but then fires him anyways. So there's a problem here. With I'm this merging timeline. your department with archives. <laughs> Didn't you get the memo? Did you get, but there's a problem with the timeline. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through these scenes okay. real quick. So we have Ratha pretty much pushing Connors to create Lizard. Yep. That seems like it's after everyone's gone home for the day, right? Yes. So then the next scene is Peter. Yeah, there's no one else in the lab. So the next scene is Peter and Gwen in school, and she's asking him to come over for Branzino. Then we go as, back as right? one does, and right. it's Connor's doing that great thing where he's reflecting one hand to look like he has both his hands again. That seems like it's a continuation of that same scene. Sure. Then we go to the Branzino scene. Mm-hmm. Then it is him uh, taking Kurt Connors, but it seems like. There was time passage because Kurt wakes up and his hand is there again. It just, it seems like. Are are we quibbling about shit that we're not going to resolve? I feel like we are. How dare you? There's a flag on that play. Can it's, we at it's least a little agree bit that it, it seems. It's, it feels There's jumbled. something that was missing there to show better passage. <laughs> you you know, it's possible that some of these things are happening at the same time. Listen, do I care enough to figure it out? No. I don't. <laughs> so let's go to the, nope. the dinner scene where yeah, apparently 
I had asked before if Peter was a stalker. Yes. Apparently, it's a stalker because how does he come to this fucking dinner? Through the fire escape. It's a little bit stalker. And I'm sorry, Police Captain Stacy doesn't notice that this teenage boy didn't come through the front door? I, yeah. Yep. He's bad at nope, his job. No, nope, nope. I listen. I always prefer to come through the front door. <laughs> however, um, hey, so speaking no. of doors, uh, yes. so Gwen's door to her bedroom is closed with this boy in there. Captain Stacy comes in. And he's not like, the fuck are you doing with yeah, this door exactly. closed? Who the fuck is this guy? Uh-huh. So yeah. the only thing I'm wondering, so does, so he assumes that Peter had previously come to the apartment. So that's the other thing. Right? I'm more I'm more concerned about the fact that the door is closed. No closed doors. No, you know what that is? Based on everything we've seen of Gwen in the movie so far. Oh, she's so mature. He, he yeah. trusts his daughter. She Yeah, she's a badass. She's not. She's not getting pregnant before high school. Not unless she wants to. Hey, Right? Highlight of that scene is the kind of controlled conflict between Peter defending the oh, Spider-Man at, at, at dinner yeah. and Captain Stacy. Like he's an amateur who's assaulting civilians in the dead of night. He's clumsy. He leaves clues, but he's still dangerous. He's assaulting people. I'm not sure. I mean, I saw that video. Him and the car thief, and I, th- I think most people would say that he was providing a public service. Most people would be wrong. If I wanted the car thief off the street, he'd already be off the street. So why wasn't he then? (laughs) Let me illuminate you. See, the car thief was leading us to the people who run the entire operation. It's been a six-month-long sting. It's called strategy. I'm sure you're aware of the term strategy. You've probably heard about that in school. Okay. Good. Well, obviously, he didn't know you had a plan. But you seem to know an awful lot about this case. You know something that we don't know? I mean, whose side are you on here? I'm not on anyone's side. I saw a video on the internet. Oh. You saw the video on the internet. Well, then the case is closed. Well, no, I'm just saying if you watch the video, maybe he sends you a link. It yeah, looks like it looks like he's really trying to help. Yeah, sure. On the internet, he's being made out to look like some kind of masked hero or something. No, no, I'm not saying he's a hero. I don't think he's a hero at all. I'm what just, are you trying to say? I'm saying he's trying to help, and it looks like he's trying to do something maybe the police can't. Something the police can't? I don't know. What do you think we do all day? Think we just sit around eating donuts with our thumbs no, planted no, firmly no. up our George, asses? Yeah, you no, think we George. do down there? I think he stands for what you stand for, sir. Protecting innocent people from bad guys. I stand for law and order, son. That's what I stand for, okay? I, I wear a badge. This guy wears a mask like a, you know, like a like an outlaw. He's hunting down a bunch of criminals that all look the same, like he's got some sort of personal vendetta. But he's not protecting innocent people, Mr. Parker. Let's get some air, Peter. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry if I insulted you. I didn't, that was not my intention. They're great they're back, both, great, they're not great wrong. back and forth. No, it's a great scene. <laughs> no, look, I like Dennis Leary. I think he steals jokes. I think he's always playing Dennis Leary. I think he's great in this movie. And that scene is a great example. I love that dinner scene. Yes. They go up to the roof. And I love the uh, the, the squirminess of Andrew Garfield. Like, okay, 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 okay. I got to tell you this one thing. I got to tell you this one thing. And it's, it's about the, the vigilante and the car thief, all right? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, no, no, no. Okay, no. Forget that. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk, talk about me, okay? What about you? It's impossible. I, I wish I could just... I can't. It's hard to say. Just say. It was so good. But doesn't he web her? Like isn't He that, then webs her, like, yeah. No means no, Peter. No, like, she walks away because she wants him to tell him. She so her fun. no means yes? She never I'm says sorry. no. She keeps saying, <laughs> Peter, just say it. Listen, no means no. 
Okay, the official stance. The official segment of the Super Pod Hero Cast is <laughs> no, means no, no means no. However, however, in this, she does want. She thinks he's trying to say that he has feelings because he says I've been bitten, and, and she's like. So but then she gets so frustrated being like, stupid boy. I just love it when he webs her and spins around. They start kissing, and then she pulls away. You're Spider-Man? And then right up into being caught by her mother, Ooh. which is funny, awkward. Funny, it's, it's awkward. Funny. Yeah. So then he hears sirens, so apparently he's Superman now. Look, he may not have seen the barbs Spidey on his fingers. Senses. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Captain Stacy takes off. You know, he's getting picked up by a cop car. You know, with lights on, and, and he takes off. And he, well, and Peter jumps off the roof. And what does Gwen say? Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> great line, great line, and great line, and great delivery by her. Oh, like, totally, yeah. Fuck, yeah. I am uh, so in love with oh, this guy. I'm yeah. So uh, again, you know, seventy three percent for this movie. You know, you're not pointing your finger at any of the performances. Todd, spoiler alert. Well, no, we said it earlier, remember? Oops. You're not pointing at the performances of any of these actors to say there's a weak spot. I... Okay, we'll get there. We'll get right. there. We'll um, save it for I don't, No, I agree with you, but I, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. So then we're at... Jurassic Park guys on the bridge. Yeah, Jurassic uh, World. And I love when the, when the one car behind him runs into him. He's just... Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you recognize the limo driver? I did not. He is the guy that kills Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. What? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's the same what? actor. That feels weird. Why would you? What? <laughs> He's Why? a stuntman. Oh. And he was supposed to have some oh. fight with the lizard that got cut. Got it. Okay. Um, um, so, okay. So, you just said the magic word. This is our first real good look at the lizard. He, Boy, is he terrifying. You know, he is terrifying. The only thing, and I'm, I, I don't want to feel like I'm quibbling, but I got to tell you. Lizard lips? The, yeah. The, the, so the iconic lizard in the comics has this Almost pronounced, yeah, like this pronounced snout. Yeah, I, I had a problem his, with it. But. His face I don't like. The rest of him is horrifying. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's a teenage boy, it's not even like a, a grown man facing this monster, it's even more horrifying. I, I love everything about the lizard. I love his ferocity, his size, except his face. I don't, that's a no. Yeah. It's a no for me. So then. It's a hard pass. It's a hard pass. And so then he's fighting. Cars start going over. And who enters the movie? Hey, look, everyone. It's Soul Man. See Thomas Howell. <laughs> Holy shit. Where'd he come from? So He was supposed to have a bigger part in this. And he gave away the end of the movie. And they cut him down to a smaller part in the movie. Get the fuck out of he here. He gave yeah, away. I, the- I did not even notice him in this film. <laughs> I had no idea who was in this film. I was just like, oh, see Thomas Howell's in this? Well, I knew him as um hold on. I know Pony him Boy? I know him as Pony Boy? Jack no, he's Jack's dad. Jack is the kid that is stuck in the car dangling. Oh yeah. Jack is the kid that he read, right, that's Jack's dad. Wait, he's, so that was see I, I had no idea. I watched, no, I watched this today <laughs> yeah. on the treadmill. Yep. No idea that was C. Thomas, C. Thomas Howell. No idea. Soul Man. Nope. Soul Man. No idea. A, you know, what I like about that scene, first of all, it's evocative of, you know, evocative of a less positive memory later on when Gwen Stacy will die, dang, you know, from a bridge. Spoiler. But, yeah, right. That's right. But, um, you know, great scene, the way Andrew Garfield, like, gives the little kid Jack his mask. Yeah. Like, hey, to hey, help, look. To no, help, help him be yeah. brave. Yep. Wonderful scene all the way around. So yeah. 
we see Captain Stacy at a press conference. He's issued or he's, you know, arranged because cops don't issue arrest warrants. But, you know, <laughs> much like Daredevil being in the legal proceedings, as we talked about last episode. Um, so Spidey is public enemy. Number one, they're going to bring him to justice. They're going to arrest him. Um, a lot of and I feel bad that this no, went nowhere because I feel like the film spends so much time investing in the relationship between Peter and Gwen and it's done well. It's two excellent performers. Yeah. I like the story. I like the scenes the, between the bench them. Scene. Yeah. Like, I had a problem with one thing. Yeah. Go for it. So it's a great scene, you know, talking really real interaction, but then that football comes at them. He catches it and immediately throws it back and it bends the fucking goalpost. Yeah. Nobody asks any questions. Man, listen, it's it's <laughs> shitty. That goalpost has not been maintained since '83. Like they, everyone knows, it's a death trap waiting to happen. No, you know, my note from that scene was we're we're starting to see in the same way that we don't see him swing at once. We see like we see the setting the stage and this building of he's going to swing like the web slinger. Right. In that scene, we are seeing more of the weight of his powers equating to responsibility on him. Right. And I love that iterative process where over time we're seeing the arguably the man that Peter Parker is going to become, who is this true hero mm -hmm. defined by his sense of duty and obligation and responsibility. Uh, and my note is, can someone please fucking say responsibility? That whole scene on the bench, he's saying all these things about, you know, I've got to do this. That I'm like, just say, you know, Gwen, I believe that with great power comes great responsibility. It, so it was clearly the intention of everyone connected with this movie to not say that line. I hey, almost feel like there should They're have been wrong. A, there should have been a disclaimer at the very top of the movie. <laughs> you're you're not going to hear with great power comes great responsibility. Because that's the problem is it, it becomes this awkward moment where you're expecting it every time you get close to that topic. Oh, there no. Okay. All right. Next scene. All right. Like that's what it becomes yeah, every time. I just, yeah. It, it, it bugged me, especially since it kept coming up. Sure. We see Peter now. He is in Doc's office. This interesting theme where Peter is asking Doc Connors, the world's foremost herpetologist, bam, how oh, you would you, how you would track a reptile. I mean, it's this very I like. Oh, I don't I understand this, what's happening here. And and I, th you know what? Does he figure it out in the scene that Connors is is a lizard? Uh, no. He, he gets a huge clue. He sees. There were two mice in these glass aquariums. Uh, George and Gracie? No, that's that's, that's a different <laughs> that's Star Trek Four. Sorry, yeah. What is, it's it's some uh, heckling. I did I didn't have their I didn't have notes. There, for their it was names. some cute what, little connection. Okay. Yeah, Fred and Wilma. So one of the one of the two tanks has been shattered, Ew. and he sees in the other tank, which has been broken into. The half-eaten remains Fucking of the other gruesome. mouse. If you weren't already unnerved by the lizard's appearance on the bridge, now's a good time to be thinking all is not well in Science Town. Ugh. You know. So then he goes. Oh no, he does because he goes to Captain Stacy and he's like, and this is a running oh, you're joke. right, you're right. He does. It's a running joke throughout the movie, like Mr. Parker, why are you not in school? Got a free track. And so he gives his whole speech. And this is the second time that Den the real Dennis Leary comes out. 
Yeah. Because he goes, the- so let me get this straight. You're saying that Dr. Kurt Connors is a giant lizard man? I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you uh, Tokyo? Are you, no, no. are you a Chinese man? No, no. Let me ask you a question. Do I look like the mayor of Tokyo to you? Oh. <laughs> but then they, get, they launch immediately into a very common movie trope, which is the idea that the police have files on everyone. Because he turns to the guy and says, Jimmy, give me everything we have on Dr. Curse Connors, okay, right away? It's not a thing. Like it's Unless they're like a hardened criminal. If you have a criminal record. Right. Yeah, but, right. But <laughs> Other than the, that, it's just it's like. It's the idea that, you know what it is? He, in essence, told that guy, can you bing the name Dr. Kurt Connors and just print everything out it's, of it. Everything, sir? That's millions of pages. Yeah, everything. So that is your high school principal saying, listen, it's this going is going on your permanent, permanent record. record. Yes. yes. Um, yes. If well, your permanent record existed, that's what he's asking for. Clearly, this police force is not very good because what does Captain Stacy say to that uh, cop that's pulling Peter out? Sergeant Butler, would you please escort Mr. Parker back to school? Spoiler. Does not go back to school. How? Uh, did he get away from that cop? Was that he cop straight just like, up murdered that cop? Well, I was supposed to do <laughs> He murdered some, the truant officer. Right. I was supposed to do something with you. I'm not what the truant that Ooh, you're looking he for. A, he, has he, a jet, a, he has a... Move it along, guys. You know, this is an interesting idea in the next scene. I don't recall seeing it anywhere else. He shoots these webs down this network of sewer tunnels, uh-huh. brings them to a central point to which he is basically sitting on and monitoring and waiting, waiting for, the for a vibration. And of course, he's playing a video game on his phone. Of course, yes. Because product placement. That's right. So then, you know, he finally fights with the lizard. Lizard's got him there. He scratches his chest. Gravely gets away, but his Great camera fight. his camera is still there from taking pictures. Which is a beautiful nod to Canon, which in Canon he would do Spidey would web the, the camera to the building. He had a little sensor in his belt so that every time he passed in front of the camera, mm-hmm. it would take a picture, which is how he got these amazing shots that he oh, would sell Spider-Man, to the Daily yeah. Bugle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great nod. Yeah. And but on the back of his camera, maybe you should have thought of this beforehand. It says property of Peter Parker. Yeah, maybe not add hey, that. Hey Pete. Don't, don't put that on shit you're not going to have on your body at all times. Now we're in trouble. Yeah. So then he shows up at uh, Gwen's. <laughs> yeah, you know, for a sciencey smart girl, Gwen seems to have no understanding of basic first aid. His wounds from the lizard's talons to to the look horrible. Could she get some fucking Neosporin? Like, dude's dude's uh, going to get infected. Yeah, yeah. That is not Because she's just like yeah. kind of like lightly patting yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what first aid that is. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. I, no. I, I, I particularly enjoy, so then Captain Stacy knocks on her door. Hey, Gwen, honey, do you want uh, cocoa? Howard's making some cocoa. No, Dad, I do not want cocoa. Honestly, I'm 17 years old. Okay, I just thought I remembered somebody saying last week that her fantasy was to live in a chocolate house. Well, that's impractical. And then she closes the door, and then she opens it back up. And fattening. I, I, I like that. And then he, she's like, she does the trope of, I'm going to distract you by talking about girl time. Sorry, Dad. It's good. I just, I can't. Um, I've got right now because I'm working. I'm doing this. Um, I have the, I have cramps. Oh. Like I feel kind of pukey and just sort of, okay. I don't know, like emotional. Like I keep good. crying. Good. It's brutal. You don't want to know. Trust I, me. It's like bad. Got it. Thanks, Daddy. All right. So Peter says to Gwen, Let's get out of here. 
Let's just get out of here. Just for a minute. Can we? No. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. My parents seem leaving us dead. Parents aren't gonna see you leaving. So he starts swinging through the city. I'm sorry. Uh, he's he's gravely injured. He's got he, he's not gonna be able to carry her. Well, he is superhumanly strong. So uh, even at a reduced strength. But he was having trouble. He like plopped oh, down. That's in fair. The yeah, thing. that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. So all right. So we go to Dr. Connor's lab, which yeah. is in the sewers. I don't understand this. The lab is. This is sewers. part of. Uh, there's a whole it's a deleted sewer lab. scene. Yeah, there's a whole deleted section. Like when he's realizing that it's Peter Parker and there's that crazy man soliloquy that's going on. Yes, that's an actual scene. One of those. Yeah, uh, that, things, but they've made it into this weird. I, I didn't care for this whole scene. I, 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 like, where is that? It's not in Oscorp, so he has it's relocated a laboratory Oz. into the sewers below the Oscorp building. Yeah, because he's stolen a whole bunch of. Got stuff it. so he can continue his work. Now the you just referenced the like the internal the debate with himself, right? Yeah. He's arguing with himself in the this mental debate. You know that I saw that and I immediately thought of Green Goblin and the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, mm. where when yeah, Willem Dafoe is trying to there's some definitely you know keep there, his yeah. hold on his sanity and yeah, in yeah, the yeah, mirror yeah. Green Goblin's like get him kill Peter. I was like eh, that's a great it seems ladies and gentlemen um, Willem Dafoe did not just walk in here that was Todd doing an excellent <laughs> first of all my son of a bitch my God man <laughs> my God, God man uh, no I just I'm like it just seems so obvious. It's the same character, the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. that one seems too close. Like, we can't just rip off the earlier movies you did. That, right. that seems yeah. like cheating. So he ends up at the high school. Everyone's clearing out. Right, so he's in Hogwarts. He comes up through the bathroom. And Where's Moaning Myrtle? Comes through the Ministry of Magic. No, no, the Chamber of Secrets. No, no. Chamber of Secrets is not. It's not the one. What's the one that's in the bathroom where Myrtle... Moaning oh, the Myrtle. chamber, the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. It is. This is. He comes up through the toilet. That's Chamber of Secrets. But you'll come through. Never mind, nerds. <laughs> I love that we're arguing about this. Yes, hey, remember, remember that movie we were talking about. Remember that. Uh, Shigerberg Spider Man. Clearly, where this should be heading. That's right. Yeah. Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> Move it along, guys. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. I uh, I have a problem with this little fight. So this is first. What the fight. Who who oh. appears in this fight? Stanley, yes, as the librarian. So maybe Hansy, one of my favorite. Hansy Stanley. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so Stanley doing more in this cameo than he does in many. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do, do we a have little, a theory a little, about a little dance. Yeah, we sort yeah. of have a theory that the more he does, the worse the movie is. So he did very <laughs> little. Okay, he's done. Okay, he's done more. He, he sat there and he's done books. Okay. Uh, he says nope. nothing. Not in this one. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, he's listening to music and he like does. Well, but it's well, he stamp. Like, well, he does more than just stamp books. Oh, okay, yeah. but yeah. still, he's, he's not okay. No. no, it's not like he's fighting the bad guy, but he's like doing stuff. He's right. All right. So Stanley then he, he's and, uh, fighting. He he gets apparently Peter puts his has his. Oh, he does. He has a suit. No, so never mind. So Peter's there <laughs> and uh, gets the Spider-Man suit on. It looks like. Kurt's about to kill him. Kurt, as the lizard, mixes up a chemical weapon to throw at Spidey. <laughs> yeah. So Gwen Stacy to the rescue. I love the 
I'm gonna throw you out the window now. And he throws her out the window. And she dies. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. And That's scene. the next. Casey. Spoiler alert. It's right at the end of that fight. We go to another trope of superhero movies, which is the superhero must lose his or her mask so that the actor can act. I think Peter is like entangled in the lizard's tail mm -hmm. and he pulls his mask off him so we get to see the actor, which I get well, it. And, and again, too, like in the earlier scene with Jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was another one. Like hands. he takes his yeah, mask off. Same, yeah. Same, th same idea. Yep. Yeah. Which I get. Look, you give the actor the ability to act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem with that at all. Yeah. Yep. So once again, though, Lizard falls for the syndrome plan where he is explaining. <laughs> Some monologuing. He's, mon oh, he's monologuing yeah, pretty he hardcore. And he, and Peter gets away. When he pops down into the sewer and that slide in the manhole in place, oh, Jesus, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because it yeah. looked like the manhole was a practical. So like they had some sort of rig on it to move it back onto place. It was just, I really liked that scene. Mm -hmm. right, that little moment. So... Um, as Spidey's trying to figure out where the lizard's gone, he sees a, I think it's a lab coat with an Oscorp logo on it. Yep. So he puts two and two together. He tells Gwen to go to Oscorp to get an antidote for the serum. To right? create an antidote. To create an antidote. The device, the the uh, microwave emitter from Batman Begins. Right, right. that's right, that's right. Uh, instead of using it as a weapon of uh, destruction to destroy Gotham, they're going to save it. He finds the sewer lab. Again... Doesn't seem very hygienic, but well, okay, it's Connor's sewer lab. Talk about the worst kind of monologuing. Not only, this is even worse than monologuing. Connor's has recorded a video detailing his entire plan and left it on his computer. It's one thing to monologue like in the heat of I have you in my clutches and I'm going to torment you. It's like, hey, in case I'm doing too well, <laughs> let me leave this video file so you can take me down a couple notches. Like, I feel like that's a little bit arrogant. And since in this movie, in this universe, they've established that there's a simulation that can show things, mm -hmm. why not just have that simulation down there running and Peter can see that he's going to disperse this aerosol to turn everybody into lizards? Casey, you don't have that kind of technology in a sewer lab. That is top floor technology mm. only. All right. Okay. So we understand what Connor's plan is, right? So again, he has earlier in the movie talked about having a world that has benefited from this scientific discovery, yeah. the ability to harness the abilities of other creatures. So he is going to use the microwave emitter to disperse the serum throughout the whole city. And so Peter calls Gwen to tell her not to go to Oscorp. She's like, I'm already here, hangs up on him. And I just love that. Gwen, you mother hubbard, are you serious? So we understand that uh, basically, Dr. Connors is doing the Magneto sperm bubble from X-Men 1, which is he's going to infect... He's going to infect everyone. I forgot about the sperm bubble. You forgot about the sperm bubble. He's going to infect everyone, and then when everyone is a mutant, no one is a mutant. That's basically the... The, the syndrome the plan. Yeah, it's a syndrome plan. special, yep. That's no right. one is. Yeah. Uh, so... The lizard gets cornered on the streets. Oh, it's the syndrome plan mixed with Super Mario Brothers because we're all lizards. <laughs> we're all lizards. Uh, lizard gets gunned down by the cops. Of course, his lizard powers are on point. He is regenerating immediately. He sprays the cops with an aerosolized serum. Terrifying. Now we see what's happening, right? So they start to transform into these reptilian monsters. And that really is That's terrifying. really, like, there's some frightening images in this movie. I, I feel like that's the point where the, the tension in the movie really goes beyond Spidey versus Lizard. Right. You're like, oh, there's a bigger story here, and it's horrifying. Yeah. So Spidey and the cops are chasing the lizard. 
My next note, Gwen is fierce. She's going to get everyone out of Oz, the Oscorp building before right. she leaves. She's badass for a high school student. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. She should yeah, totally. really get extra credit. I feel like... Well, I think at this point when this came out, uh, had Spider-Gwen been brought into the comics yet? Had the uh, fractured Spider-Verse oh, that, happened you know, yet? That, I don't think so, but that's a good question. Because you know that in Spider-Man 3, they were... Oh, yes, they had to have, because in Spider-Man 3, they were going to have Spider-Gwen. Really? Yeah, that was part of the story. No, February 2015. Well, I'm sorry. Spider-Gwen is an ongoing comic book that starts in 2015. Uh, okay, Gwen Stacy of Earth 65 debuts in Edge of Spider-Verse number two as part of the 14 to 15 Spider-Man storyline. I don't think that existed before. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, before Spider-Man 3 of the Garfield Spider-Man? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's... T- oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Gwen was not a thing when this movie came out. Gotcha. Got it. But she's she's badass in this movie. She's, we have a, what is... I know, I tip my hand. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh. So the cops have issued an arrest warrant for Spidey. Despite the fact that he appears to be helping them trying to track down the lizard, he's a vigilante. He cannot be allowed to roam free. So the cops kind of close in on Spidey. They give him chase. They shoot him with this taser bolt type thing that kind of knocks him down. He's down. They close in. They cuff him. Captain Stacy comes up and unmasks him and realizes with horror that it's Peter. Well, not then. He he unmasks him, and then Peter I'm immediately sorry. springs he, I'm into sorry. action with his head down, takes down all the cops, but Captain Stacy pulls his gun. Freeze! Down on the ground! Your hands behind your head! He p- picks his head up, and... That's the moment where Stacy recognizes that it is Peter. Parker. And Peter yeah. says... He's headed to Oscorp, and your daughter's there right now. You gotta let me go. And Captain Stacy lets him go. Phenomenal scene. Great, the, great the way that from both of them. The way that Spidey fights all of these cops while like covering his face. Mm-hmm. It's it, so awesome. It's a wonderful, it, it's yeah. one of the highlights of the movie the for me. The following Spider-Man scene, however. However. Uh, well, this is where, well, the next scene is the lizard is at Oscorp. Now we see Gwen at Oscorp. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the lizard has made his way to Oscorp. And right. we now have... If you didn't pick up that Jurassic World bad guy was a tie to the other series, Gwen does the exact same thing as the kids in Jurassic Park when she hides in the freezer in the from kitchen. From the Velociraptor. From the Velociraptors. And the lizard, looking very Velociraptor-like, yeah, yeah, yeah. is hunting through uh, the lab for her. Uh, I was laughing my ass off at that. Yeah, that was great. But the, And the music in that was very horror movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait. wait Appropriately. Are, we, are right. we suddenly in a horror film? If I'm Gwen, I have shat my pants, and <laughs> I'm thinking that I am in a horror film. Peter gets up on the roof. Oh, as Peter's swinging away, one of the cops shoots, not realizing that Captain Stacy has let him go. Yeah, and clips him. Clips right. him in the in the leg, so he's hobbling, and he can't make it. He keeps trying to do it. And who shows up again in the movie? It's Soul Man. Soul Man. I'm a soul. Right. So and they line up. Josh, you are a gamer. Yes. Did you feel like slash were you okay with the fact that they took all of these cranes and put them right down the middle of 6th Avenue so that he could swing? It felt very like, here's this side challenge in a video game. I was okay with it because I liked the 
like the callback to you know like the hey this guy helped my kid out yeah and, I like that know, like, part I liked, of it I liked that and I liked the whole city coming together to try and help Spider Man out you know yeah. like I liked those aspects of it so like I was willing to let it slide okay so maybe this is just me yeah so yeah because like I'm not saying this makes any any amount of sense but oh, like no, but no, I no. was like I was willing to suspend disbelief to like okay. I see where you're going. Okay. This sequence is for everyone who knows the character from the comics, right? Which is a broad, which doesn't mean comic book fans. It's everyone who knows the character, which is a bigger group. Yeah. So in the way that they have teased the idea of him web slinging, right, Uh as a means of transportation, Uh we saw it in the open air warehouse where he swang from a chain. We mm-hmm. saw an earlier sequence where he was swinging from a trestle bridge, yep. but it was like he was like five feet off the ground. It was not epic. This is the moment we've been building to. This yeah. is the coming he, out of the fortress yep. of solitude. It's coming out of the fortress for the first He's, time. He pushes his fist down into the ice, and, and <laughs> right. it, yeah, it's the moment we've been building to, and. Yeah. Because this is Spider-Man's first trial, his first shot is short, right? Mm-hmm. So he falls and mm-hmm. is saved only because of the deft actions of Soul Man, Jack's dad, <laughs> C. Thomas Howell, Pony Boy. That was one of that was one of the things I like about it though too, is just that like it was um like I, I was struck, you know, like with him shooting the webs. Cause like so oftentimes it's treated as just like and he shoots the web and he gets what he's going for and in swings. And in this case, it was like he's shooting what is he's shooting at this thing and like totally failing. Uh, so again, and like I like yeah. that because just like oh, it never occurred to me that like oh yeah, that is an option, isn't it? But like where he tries to do it and it just doesn't work because he doesn't make the distance or whatever, you know. Sure. This is the story that sits very squarely at the absolute beginning of the Spider-Man, right? So it's the Batman, the Spider-Man. This is this is that early in his career where he's still learning what he can do. You know, I guess it's evocative of the idea that if you put good things out into the universe, good things will come back to you. Right, the the yeah. father of the child he saved from the bridge, you know, saves him because of the maneuvering of a yep. beam. Right. And he has another chance, which he, of course, he then capitalizes on and is able to very quickly move through Manhattan to get to the Oscar. And again, building. like, this is the iconic the, swinging scene. This is it. Spidey yeah. doesn't fly. The iconic, the iconic travel for Spidey is... Sw- you know, yep. web slinging. And, and I feel like they really, they nailed it. Like they really totally, 100%. this is exactly yeah. what I want to see with this character fully actualized. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like an earlier sequence where we see it first person perspective of him moving, mm-hmm. it is, Oh, this is what it looks. If you're Spidey, you know, right. This is what it looks like to 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 the move first through person. The yeah. 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 Totally. So he gets to the top of the, the Oscorp, Fight ensues. We have a trope. You can't have tension without a countdown. Mm. The the lizard has put his serum into the microwave emitter. So there's a a countdown. It's T minus two minutes. (laughs) Like, why not make it like T minus two seconds? Like, if it absolutely requires a countdown. Or, hey, he pushes a button and it fucking goes off. (laughs) Right. I'm saying worst case scenario. A pro tip. That's right. Pro pro tip. Don't make it a long countdown. Here's the thing you could do. This is a great fight. We've we've seen Spidey move across the city parkour style. We've seen him, you know, with thugs. We've seen him free himself from the cops. We have not seen him. We saw one sequence with the the lizard in the sewers. Right. But this is the battle royale, Spidey versus the lizard. It's the fight we're waiting the whole movie to see. Yep. It's a great fight. It's a great fight. Yeah. There is a few scientific problems I have with this. <laughs> 
Go okay. right ahead. <laughs> All right. So as, as, a, <laughs> as a major component of this whole fight scene, there is a series of liquid nitrogen containers that are dispersed in various ways that, you know, like, okay, so for my sort of equations for this an engagement, uh, the way I kind of view it is that, like, when you have liquid nitrogen being dispersed as a sort of reagent in these fight scenes, if what you're doing is, okay, so you've got liquid nitrogen versus, like, biologic material, yep, liquid nitrogen wins. Got, got it. So, got you it. know, like, if you are, like, hosing somebody down with liquid nitrogen, like, that's going to fuck them up and freeze them, and then you can shatter them if you want. Where I have a problem is when you take that liquid nitrogen and then, like, expose it to structural steel. Uh-huh. And, like, like that will obviously, like, weaken the structural steel to a certain degree, but at the same time, like, the way it's presented in this movie is that you've got, like, okay, there's this nitrogen that's being sprayed onto this steel, essentially, like, pylon that's got a bunch of, like, looks like microwave emitters and cell towers and, like, all of these other things attached to it, but at the same time, it's a vertical structure. You're spraying it at the base of it, but there's not a lot of like lateral pressure that would make this be a problem. So I'm less than convinced that like this would turn this into a like at the end of this whole process, I'm not convinced that like this would be enough to destroy this entire thing mm -hmm. that is not exposed to any sort of like lateral pressure that makes me think that like, okay, the way they're presenting it is that like there is liquid nitrogen spraying all of this metal structure that is held together, it looks like, by bolts, essentially, <laughs> bolts and nuts. Right. I'm not seeing any sort of lateral pressure to this that makes me think that, like, okay, there has been enough cold shock to this that would make all of these bolts fail. From the, like, what we see in the movie, it looks like a 60, 80-foot sure. antenna go crashing to the ground. I am less than convinced that, like, structural steel will fail after being exposed to, like, a certain amount of liquid nitrogen because, like, that's just not how steel works. Uh, I'm just not buying it. So, so here's my question. I'm a failed engineer. <laughs> Only I would have studied more my freshman year at U University of Buffalo. I, I might know this question. So I know this. I know that in buildings, I know that structural steel is typically sprayed with a heat retardant coating yep. because that even if temperatures are not hot enough to melt yep. structural steel, it soften it. Yeah. a softening... Yep with no lateral movement is enough to create a catastrophic failure when yep. you have structural steel. Is hence, it possible? Hence 9-11. Hence 9-11, right? Oh, so, God, no. So jet fuel... No, that, that is what happened. Right, yeah. so jet, jet fuel is not hot enough to melt structural steel, but it is it's hot enough, enough to soften it. To soften it. Yep. Is there any parallel at the other end of the temperature spectrum is the brittleization... I mean, should you get it cold enough, you could shatter it, I'm sure. Yep. But at the same time, like... It's not under, the same equivalent under, as under, that software. Well, I mean, under atmospheric conditions, you know, like, assuming in this situation it looks like, you know, like, we're in fall, because it's clearly not winter. Right. So you're dealing with 67 degrees Fahrenheit. You expose this steel to a certain amount of liquid nitrogen, and at the same time, like, like they're spraying it, like, out of a hose, right? Sure. You're not bathing it, right? It's, it's, it's dispersing. As, yeah, exactly. It's not as though we have this in a contained environment where we are dropping this to... You know, like we, we looked this up earlier, like the temperature of, of liquid nitrogen is negative 196 degrees Celsius. Right? That's so if that's you, that's if you have it in a contained situation. That's roughly what we're expecting to get this weekend in Syracuse, somewhere roughly. in that ballpark. <laughs> but basically, like, like that's saying, you know, so when I dealt with 
liquid nitrogen in a lab condition, we would use it with heptane to, to create a, a bath essentially that would, would give us like a negative 100, negative 120 degree sure. temperature, you know, to facilitate a reaction. In this case, you, you're, you're essentially spraying this like willy-nilly all over the place. Half that nitrogen is just going to turn, Going into, away. turn sure. into nitrogen immediately and just disperse into the atmosphere and give you nothing in terms of cooling. You gotcha. Know? So he's, he's got like a hose. He's just going like, woo! You know, like you know, spraying it all over. I believe over. that is the noise he makes in the movie. That, that and like, you're essentially using this in a really inefficient way. Sure. So like you're not going to get anywhere near that kind of that cooling. Temperature. So, you know, assume that you get it down to like negative 50. I mean, to my mind... That is not enough for us to weaken the structural steel to the point where it can be brittle and snap. So unless you're flick putting your tongue on the structural steel, the dangers are I mean, grossly exaggerated. Well, to, to, I mean, to be fair, you know, like if this, if this, you know, like antenna tower has been sprayed with liquid nitrogen, flick is fucked. I triple dog dare you. Now, I, I think it's time to light the nerd signal. <laughs> now, I would like to point out that Josh is the best scientific expert we have had to date on the podcast. <laughs> this is very true. Considering I'm the how, only one. How, well, listen, <laughs> one of one is still the best. You're also arguably the worst, but we'll go with the best. So, but I, but I, Both of those are equally accurate. But I know that your expertise is biological sciences. Yeah, yeah. So should we have a listener who has an expertise in structural science, mm -hmm. you know, mechanical engineering, someone who might weigh in on this? Mm -hmm. How close are we? Is this yeah, at all by, feasible? I mean, by all means. I mean, so my shorthand with this, and we spoke about this earlier, is, sure. you know, like liquid nitrogen versus biologic material, like liquid nitrogen wins. Right. <laughs> liquid right. nitrogen versus structural steel, structural steel wins. Yep. You know, and I, I mean, like, so I'm willing to accept like the, you know, kind of the hand wavy sort of premise that like, hey, we're going to spray him with liquid nitrogen and it'll freeze and it'll shatter when we shoot him with a shotgun. That I'm willing to buy. Steel, no. All yeah. Right. All right. So the lizard, yeah. Spider-Man are fighting. Captain Stacy comes in, starts yep. to save the day. He gets electrode. Oh, oh you uh, son I see of a bitch. Uh, yeah, he, he totally does. As he's dying, his last thing that he says to... Peter is. It's... I was wrong about you, Peter. The city needs you. You're gonna make enemies. People will get hurt. Sometimes people closest to you. So I want you to promise me something, okay? Leave Gwen out of it. It's the ultimate fucking cock block. Like. Yeah. But a little bit not fair. To be fair, Peter doesn't say yes or no before Captain Stacy dies. So he could saying, just be well, like, say, if I don't like, say anything, that was don't have that to do was it. one thing that I really enjoyed. You know, like with the ending of the film, where it's just like, you know, like you know, like these, you know, like these, the promises, the promises the we can't thing. keep. You yeah. know, like we know we can't keep, and like her response to that, like, like that was really perfect. I really like that. So you brought it yeah. up now, so we'll talk about it. So yeah. unlike Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, <laughs> who keeps a secret through three films. This Peter, before the end of this film, is like, I'm not going to keep that secret anymore. Sorry. Well, but she already knows. I mean, she long before yeah, that, she, she knows. figures it out, but he. No, but no, he, no, he webbed her on the yeah. rooftop. Remember? Yeah, he shows her. And then he jumps off the yeah. edge. No, like, no, no, oh, I'm no. I'm in trouble. No, oh. she, he know, she knows there. Oh, she knows. Yeah, yeah. When she, she comes knows that. Out, he says, Your boyfriend is a man of many masks. I get it. Which I just see my mask. But she also figures out that 
her father. So we see at the funeral, so she's there, obviously. Peter is not, but watching from a distance. Once again, the trope of it's a funeral, it has to be raining, and a thousand black (laughs) umbrellas. You know, Casey, it can't rain. It It can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. So can't rain all the time. She has the sense that Peter's watching. He's actually watching her from the rooftop. She looks up, but he hides. She knows. Um, She shows up at his home and confronts him. And this is the this is the piece that she clearly knows. She knows that her father got him to agree to To, stay away from her. That's yeah. yeah. So great scene. Great Great actors. Yeah, yeah. Really good. You see that you you see the struggle. But now we go to the end of the movie, right? So we get so Peter is listening to a voicemail from Ben. Yep. And it's a voiceover by Martin Sheen. And And we think we're gonna get it. Peter. I know things have been difficult lately, and I'm sorry about that. I think I know what you're feeling. Ever since you were a little boy, you've been living with so many unresolved things. Well, take it from an old man. Those things send us down a road. They make us who we are. And if anyone's destined for greatness, it's you, son. You owe the world your gifts. You just have to figure out how to use them and know that wherever they take you, we'll always be here. So come on home, Peter. You're my hero. So we never get the line. And again, you know, as I dug in after the first time I watched it and I saw that same note that you did, that it was originally like a a narrative line in the original comic and not originally stated by Uncle Ben, but later retconned. I mean, I guess as as a real geek, I'm okay with that, understanding the origin. But the problem is most people watching this expect that Uncle Ben says that line. So it feels like a tease. So Yeah, I agree. Um, we then see a shot of Peter and Gwen in school. Their English teacher is talking about fiction and says, there's He's, only one plot in fiction, yeah. uh, which is, who am I? And then we, we go to this scene of Spider-Man on watch, perched high above the city, and we are left to wonder, who is Spider-Man? Yeah, and moving. <laughs> Now, we have a post credit scene, so it, it is not a Marvel Studios movie. It's the bandwagon everybody's yeah. jumping right? on. So there's yeah. a post credit scene. Uh, so we see Dr. Connors. He's in a prison cell. He's not alone in the cell. So the shadowy figure asks Connors, Did you tell the boy the truth about his father? No. Well, that's very good. So we'll let him be for now. Connor says, You should leave him alone. And the end. Clearly setting up a, a broader story arc. We'll Absolutely. See, we'll see more of it in two. We will not ultimately know where it goes because there's only the yeah. two. We have the idea at the end. Well, sure. But that's... Sure. Okay. So, so that's that, a movie. Casey, that's a movie. Josh, that's a movie. Hooray. Okay. All right. So let's do some questions. Let's start with Josh. Who is your MVP of this movie? You know, I really do like Andrew Garfield in this movie. That's yeah, me too. It's, it's the be. amazing Spider-Man. We, we talk he, about this all the time. If the name of the movie is the character you're following, and mm-hmm. he's not your MVP, that person has not done their job. You know, and, and I think he totally did in this. You know, 100. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, like it's not necessarily a um, perfectly successful film, but like at the same time, I really feel like with what he was given in the script mm-hmm. and the yeah. way it was directed, like I totally buy him in it, and I'm totally brought along in the story of this film. 
All right. I, I agree. Yeah. So favorite character? Mm. Josh? I don't know. I mean, like, I'm torn between him and Gwen. I think mm-hmm. they both are very well done. I like her because I like that she is treated as a character with agency. Mm-hmm. You know, like, particularly, like, in the scene in yeah, Oscar yeah. Yep. She's just like, I need to get everybody out of here. Yeah. Like, she's She's not, a badass. Yeah, she's not a damsel in distress. Absolutely. She's just like, no, like, like you know, he's just like, you need to get the fuck out of there. And she's just like, no, I need to get everyone else out of here. You know, like, she's not being treated as a character that has no motivation of her own. She is a fully realized character. So, mm-hmm. like, I like that about that character. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. I would say that uh, Emma Stone is my... Uh, you, Gwen Stacy's your favorite character. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Gwen Stacy's yeah. my favorite character. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You know, we talked, Casey, you and I talked earlier as we were prepping for this and talking a little bit. I have always been a Mary Jane fan. You were a Gwen Stacy fan. Mm-hmm. I would. I like ev- to go semi OG. There is okay. two mm-hmm. before her. Okay, that's fair. But um, everything I've read, you know, the decision from Marvel Comics to kill Gwen Stacy was that Mary Jane was just seen as a more interesting and compelling character and that Gwen Stacy was a very nice character but they just couldn't do a lot with her. I would just suggest that the Gwen Stacy in this movie, you know, her agency, mm-hmm. her self-determination yeah. is more consistent with the independent Mary Jane Watson than the kind of canon Gwen Stacy. Yeah. That's my opinion. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay. I agree. Okay, uh Josh, what was the best scene in your opinion? Oh man. You know, actually, what I really enjoyed, there's a scene where he kind of like it's in the sewers when he's trying to sort of sort out where uh, like the lizard is coming from. The, mm-hmm. the web. The, the web. The web. Like, I really yeah. I really thought that was a cool way to play that out and to tie in like the whole like he's a spider. Yeah, you know, I like, really dug that. Like, yeah, And I really I enjoyed that. that. And, I, and I enjoyed how they played that out. And I thought it was a really effective scene because I'm like, OK, it's like, hey, this is how like the actual animal works. And like, right. like I thought that was a cool way to play that out. So like yeah. I, I really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was fun. Yeah. What about you, Todd? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the scene where Spidey's been taken down with the bolt, taser bolt, and mm-hmm. kind of fights the mm-hmm. cops while he's keeping his face hidden. I just think it, it yeah, comes off really cool. so well. Yeah. 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 And, and really effectively shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It works really yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Mine is the scene where um, Peter and Gwen are in high school, and it's right after the Flash Thompson basketball scene. Mm hmm. And he asks her, hey, maybe we could sometime, I don't know, like, and before he says nothing about what they're going to do. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to do that. Like that scene right there shows two kids in high school. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. More than any other scene in that movie. Like, yeah, one could nitpick that how brave Gwen Stacy is in this movie does not convey a high schooler. Yeah. A 16 year old girl. You know, Uh, I I dug that scene because it showed. It reminded you these two are just in high school. I like that too, though. You know, because like you said, you know, her her like totally embracing that before he even gets it out. Like, like she clearly is very precocious in mm-hmm. terms of like her development as a human being. Yeah. You know, like so, like I could totally see her being just like, yeah, yeah, like like trying to draw him out and trying to like, yeah, like this is great. Like yeah. I really like you Whatever too. Like you want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, Josh. One scene that you would cut. I don't know. I hadn't thought about a scene I would cut so much. Like I think there's a couple of kind of more expositiony scenes with Connor. You know, like in the lab where. It, in, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was in the lab or in the sewer, you know, like when he's having those sorts sure. of things. And I'm kind of like, some of those are kind of like, it's almost like too exposition-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where I might I might lose that just to kind of tighten the movie a little bit. 
I, there wasn't anything where I was really like, oh, God, this was a total waste of my time. Yeah. But, like, some of those I could see saying, like, okay, like, we could we could tell this piece of the story without having to have this scene. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Casey? <laughs> um, it's the, the lizard crazy monologue. Yeah. I wish it had been the... I, I've watched the scene. It's on yeah. the Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the scene when it's just him because you get to see Reese really go through all these crazy shit while saying all this dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just him, like... Making stuff and all of a sudden turning to Elizabeth like you won't get in my way, Peter Parker. Like this is <laughs> shit. This does not belong in this movie. Right. <laughs> Aside from that, it's a solid film. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like a, like a lot of it kind of reads is like the um, the you know, reflection like, in. Well, it's like yeah. Smeagol and Gollum. Oh yeah, that's you know, a good right? too. Yes, precious. Yes, you, you know, like having the friends. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like it's good. like him having a conversation with himself in yeah. that way. Yeah, not listening. I, I, I think for me, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Josh, I, mm-hmm. and I, I'd be hard-pressed. Maybe it's not a scene as much as it is I would cut a lot of that lizardy exposition yeah. stuff. So we all chose something for the lizard? Yeah. Uh, we're sorry, Reese. You yeah, did a great job yeah, in the movie. Yeah, it's not it, his fault. No, and again, too, like, fault. even at the worst, like, it wasn't awful. It's just like, I wasn't, I, I'm not convinced it was totally necessary. That's yeah. All. Okay. After having the most fun. I think Martin Sheen. Oh, he's got some really he's got some really nice scenes with Andrew Garfield. He's mm-hmm. got that really nice his really nice like voicemail at the end. Yeah. And like, I mean, as someone who's had a lot of fun on stage, like those are the sorts of scenes that I love, like particularly scenes like that last again, like that last voicemail at the end where it's just like, and this is my parting words to you that are just kind of like the end of the show. I love those sorts of scenes where it's just like, I'm just going to let That's this fair. be, I'm going to let this be out in the ether and you yeah. think about whatever you want. Yeah. And, and I, I really, I really like that. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. I'd go with that one. You know, I think we've, we've often used this question in terms of like the actor who is chewing scenery and stuff, but yeah, I, I yeah, I could go with I could go with Martin Sheen. You know, he's getting to be the man with gravitas. Yeah, exactly. In the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. I say it's Andrew Garfield. Uh, he yeah, was a close second. Very clear, and I have no problem with that. Either. He's, yeah. lo- I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's a story that the first time he put on the Spider-Man suit, he's, he's, he cried. He is weeping. Yeah, he just started crying. He's like, which, "Holy shit, I am Spider-Man," which is appropriate. Which is appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like 100. Yeah, yeah. So. I just feel like way back in the back of his mind where we can't see, but for people who are actors, mm-hmm. we go, we can see that in the back of your head, you're going, well, holy shit, I am fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Now it's time to give our scores. Our now, score, yeah. The Rotten Tomato score for this movie is a 73%. The low C. Low C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you give it? I would give it a solid B. Okay. okay. And I'm not sure what that plays out with. You know, like, so 84. Five-ish, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, okay. You know, like I would, you know, like I think it was, I think it was a successful movie. I think it gave you a really solid foothold to build on for future movies. Yep. I would have liked to see kind of a more established Uncle Ben relationship with him. Not that it wasn't good in this. Somehow, I want to see that be a more established relationship. In part, it's because like that's the way the story's always told. Is like Ben is always killed tragically in the first movie. <laughs> you know he and, has and to like, be if he's not yeah. he never gets to be Spider-Man yeah right? exactly but at the same time like I would have liked to see like that relationship developed a little bit more before we 
got to that point, but That's fair. I'm not, it didn't kill it for me at all. You know, like I would have liked to see that, but at the same time, like I see what you did. I think it worked and I think it could work well in the next movie. Well, I think one of the good things that Sony is doing with this franchise is that in Spider-Man, Cliff Robinson has a lot to do in that movie. Yeah. So that happens and then they reboot it here and in the back of their minds was that was only 10 years ago. Right. People have to remember that. So we don't have to spend as much time with Uncle Ben. And now in Spider-Man Homecoming, there is no There's Uncle yeah. Ben. I was look, expecting yeah. at least a flashback scene. No, you know, look. And that, I'm fine that there wasn't. I'm, yeah, I'm so glad I, there wasn't. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, but yeah. I was like, you guys are going to do the flashback, he, aren't he's you? He's a character that doesn't need an origin story. No. Well, and, and honestly, too, like at this point, like, who do you get to play? Like, you've gone from, from Cliff Robertson to Martin Sheen. Like, who's next? Like, is Barack it, Obama. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, who's the next person you're going to get for this who has more you gravitas than Martin <laughs> Sheen? You That's know, right. like. Awesome. You know, for me, I you know, I think I'm with Josh. It's a solid B. Yeah. I'd go yeah. 83. It, yeah, I'd go bump it up 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. You went movie. down. He was 86. I said 85. 85. Yeah. And you said 83. So, yeah. So yeah, close. I, I'm going yeah. going up 10 points from where it is. 73 to 83. Yeah. Oh, you're going up from the Rotten Tomatoes. Going up yeah, from yeah, the Rotten yeah, yeah. Tomatoes. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no. Todd, you're not doing math yeah, yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's not, not how, how math, math works. works. That's not, I'd give this a B plus, so like an 88. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 It's not an A plus. There's a lot of stuff that they could have mm-hmm. done differently. Unfortunately, part of my brain is bleeding into the other Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're kind of retreading yeah. the same steps. This was this was a tough one to keep compartmentalized. It was much it's easier with Batman because they're again. S- yeah. They're so close. Like when you look at 66 Batman to 89, there's no, that's way more time in no between. But there's also oh, yeah, yeah. so much time. There's only a decade in yeah. between these two movies. But yeah. the characterizations of the like, they're so close in terms of their vision for the character and all mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got a new segment we talked about. Yeah. Um, last time, all three of us, we are all dads. We are. Uh, as people who are verbal and vocal in our roles as superhero movie geeks, we are often asked, hey, is this one I can watch with my kids? So quick blurb, however you want to define that. You're asked as a dad, do you watch this movie with your kids? Not my kids. Yeah, I think it depends on the age. Okay. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think... This has a PG-13 rating, and I think it's justifiably... Yeah, I was going to say... 11, gonna 12, say, maybe. I think like 10 plus. I think you're yeah. in the right yeah. range. Yeah, I think yeah. Th- I think the lizard is very frightening yeah. for a young for younger certainly, kids. Certainly. I think more I think when the, he scratches his chest, yeah. that is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, the yeah. transformation of the cops is scary. So a younger, yeah. younger yeah. kids, I would yeah. say no. Older kids... I mean, there yeah, is also okay. the magic fast forward button. I mean, That's certainly, true. certainly, certainly. By the time they get to thirteen, I feel like they're oh totally yeah, they're ready. well ready for this. And movie. I think, I think, depending on the kids, like ten and up. Yeah, Bean, you got about another two years before you can All watch right. this. You're, you're getting very close. You're yeah. so close. Yeah, so totally, close. Yeah. Closer than actually, many of. Maybe you'll actually sit through this <laughs> as opposed. <laughs> it's to not a classic. Superman. Oh, it's not a classic. I feel All right. Like it's, so, so this would Casey, normally be where. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor. But I forgot all the movies at home. Oops. You know, uh. we're, we're not perfect. We're fallible. Hey. hey. Thank you. Luckily, we have a great support My system. My wonderful wife yep. had the great idea of, hey, I'll just have the bean pull one out of the bag that you have all these movies in. Perfect. And then we'll go from there. Danny, you're the best. So... We have, through the power of video chat... My dad left the bag of the movies that they pull out of Thor's helmet at home. So uh, we picked it out. Um, he said for me to pick it out, and I got 
Batman. Batman of the... Mask of the Phantasm. <gasps> Fucking A! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, oh, I am so fucking excited. Again. Bean. This is one of the animated This is the animated ones. movie. Okay. It's so good. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, uh, Dana Delaney, Stacey Keach... Just fucking amazing cast. It is so good. All right. I'm so excited. So let's find, let's, let's I'm watch so it. I'm excited. This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. A soaring new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie. Coming for a Christmas you'll never forget. Holy shit. Well, listen, once again, this is another moment where I'm very sad that this is a podcast only and that no one was able to see the look <laughs> on your face. I was. <laughs> <laughs> this movie oh my god I've seen this movie I almost feel like so I almost feel like time. Bean was cheating just to give her dad her favorite movie yeah. Bean don't ever tell us if that's true <laughs> uh, so the Rotten Tomato score for this yep. now keep in mind this was originally supposed to be a made for TV movie so a lot of the animation is not up to motion picture snuff okay Mm-hmm. But it's a great story. This is actual detective work he has to do in this movie. Listen, I don't so stop was... setting the stage and just tell us what the damn <laughs> story is. Fucking jazz. I feel like you're qualifying this one. The Rotten Tomato score for Batman Mask of the Phantasm 1993. Good God. It's an 82%. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, since you are joining us here, mm-hmm. do you have any uh, ways that people can find you online should you wish to be found? Not really. All right, that's fair. So, Todd, where can people find you, should you wish to be found? So, I write about a variety of topics, geeky and non, at tmpinsyr.com. I tweet at tmpinsyr. And as of today, I'm on Instagram at tmpinsyr. Casey, where can you be found on the interwebs, should you wish to be found? I can be found on Instagram at not.com. Ryan Casey, and on Twitter at not Ryan Casey. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superpodherocast. Uh, you can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com. And we now have a Instagram account solely for the Superpod Herocast. That is Superpod Herocast. Right. I and- almost made it Superpod Herograms. I was oh, afraid. That, yeah, that that could I, that would have been sure a bridge where that was too far. But people yeah. might have thought it was a cereal. That's right. <laughs> and, and finally, we've been really kind of beefing up the content on our website, which is www.tsphc.com. And once again, if you are an iTunes subscriber, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast. For Josh Mealy, I'm Casey Ryan. For Todd Panic, I'm Josh Mealy. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. Did we say episode 11? I you did it. Yeah, that's what you said, yeah. right? Yes. Sorry. I'm, listen. <laughs>
fucking <laughs> this out. Uh, oh my god, you drank so much. Oh no. Your line is. What are we drinking? I thought the rules recap was first. So I can listened drink, to our. Can we drink through the rules so recap? So I listened. I'm looking at a fucking script, <laughs> and I'm not even. Yep. Let's, let's start Casey, again. cut all that out. <laughs> okay. Batman Begins, episode seven. Nope, Sky High, episode eight. Eight. Yeah. So when we. <laughs> So when we revisit shit, this is a shit show. So when we revisit Batman, Casey, have fun editing this. Good luck uh, for the T H T H T S. God damn it! <laughs> for the T S. God for the for the listener. I got it. I got it. Right. Sorry, Todd. What are you saying? It's like we have a drum set attached to this. That is not a rim shot. All right. No, you know, it's possible. You usually got to pay extra for a rim shot. Uh, Hey-o. Hey-o. So, when Spidey fights, you know. When Fighty. When Fighty spites. When Fighty spites. And we just watched. (laughs) (laughs) A movie. Well, the thing is, I said just, and like, we did not just watch this. I'm lying to our audience. Okay. And it's The Amazing Spider-Man, right? The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. I had a... Oh, Oh, no, you are not going to do that. You will go to your crate. (laughs) You know what? I don't know if any of this makes sense. Feel free to cut any of that shit. Todd just went on a rant that no one cares about. Yeah, but you know... All I'm hearing is P.L. like tapping on the... Yeah, so P.L. is here. She needs (laughs) her nails trimmed. That's why it's going to get cut. That's why it's going to get cut. P.L. But you know that... Nothing... nothing, What you're saying is You're doing great. I think what you're doing is just lovely. For the love of Christ, cut this all out. Yeah, Todd. Um, yeah, we really like this. Why don't you go ahead and lean in further into the? Yeah, go. Wait, is no, this, go deeper into the tangent. Is yeah. this is this the part where we mouth sex in the mic? That's right. That's yes. Right, that's right. Casey, cut all that out.